on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. If I was going through a bag of candy and I saw one loose pill or yeah. or something that looked like a piece of candy, I would be like, oh, well, I'm throwing that away. Well, absolutely. But if a kid sees a brightly colored... I don't know. Colored... I might look at my kid and just be like, yeah, you know what? Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Spin the chamber, Boris. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. What's going on, guys? It is episode 336. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where tonight we find out if Michael Myers is really cursed or if this series should have been taken out by a hearse. Get it? Because I rhymed it. Nice. Yeah, it was good, right? Real nice. In Thornstar Dancing. Because it's Thornstar Dancing! Holy shit. <laughs> I forgot about that song until I heard you. I so I'm assuming you were editing that. Earlier. I was, yes. <laughs> Brilliant, by the way. Kudos. Um, Who knew that Loomis was such a good vocalist? Yeah, absolutely. right. Perfect. <laughs> How did I peak and you didn't? That doesn't make any sense. I have the voice of an angel. Guess my, or was that you? Shut up. Was that you? <laughs> was that me. was you. You, you peaking bastard. You peaky blinder. Um, that song though is absolutely horrendous, but it is so listenable. It is so. <laughs> So catchy, dude. And we watched the video earlier, and my God. The Luda version. Oh. I think Luda makes that song infinitely better. What the? So Luda makes that song infinitely better, and- Zach Wilde. What was Zach Wilde doing there, dude? Getting a paycheck, probably. Absolutely. I hope it was a big one. That paycheck probably funded the next four Black Label Society uh, albums. I I certainly hope so, because that song is just terrible. But like you said- catchy it is what's going on guys i'm mike i'm jim and uh this is your halloween hangover 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 oh no episode for uh for this year of our lord 2023 Mm -hmm. lord being uh the 10 year bullet bourbon that i have in my glass mine's gone oh james (laughs) james well i guess i'll get some more (laughs) do it uh, I already had a little wine buzz going, so... <laughs> How was your Halloween? It was uh, snowy. Oh, f- <laughs> oh, for the fucks of all the sakes. That was crazy. I, I mean, it was... It, it, it started coming down... more over by here than it did by my house. I will over say Over by here? Over by here. <laughs> well, it did snow over by here quite... Uh, quite quite good we had uh, quite good we had a little bit like you could see it if you were looking at the street light you could see it other than that it was hard to tell the videos that you guys were posting when you were walking around with your kids though oh it was was crazy it was it was accumulating a little bit Yeah. yeah that's nuts and it came out of nowhere i mean it was cold as balls when we first walked out and uh once we hit crestwood it was like our third street over it just started coming down. I was like, what is this? I have a, I have an old high school friend, uh, acquaintance that lives in Durand, which is like, I don't know, where's Durand? Uh, it's like an hour away from here. Something by like that, by Michigan standards, it's uh, it's about 20 minutes away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they got two inches on the ground. Damn, really? And that's only an hour from here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, 
fucking seasons. What are some, they? Some parts of Michigan got like eight inches. The seasons in Michigan are like magnets. How the fuck do they work? How the fuck do they work? I don't. I don't know, I'm confused. I thought I knew. Maybe I don't get maybe, it anymore. Maybe ICPs figured it out by now. We could call them up and ask them if they know. Hey but Jay. I don't know. Hey Jay. Hey hey Shaggy Dope Man. Whatever your name is. Three rung dung dung dung. Tell us. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Halloween was cold. Uh, I don't know how, how was the kid sitch on, uh, on your area? <clears throat> um, well, so we always have, cause we go, we turn our light off yeah, and then we go out in the neighborhood and we go trick or treating. So you didn't used to have to, when I used to come. Right. I used to hold the fort down. Right. I but don't do that anymore. Uh, since we didn't have you, we turned the light off and we went out on the town when we got back on the, town. on the town, when we got back, I mean, that road that I live on is dead, was dead, which you Oops. would think would be good because, you know, Halloween time is a time of things being dead. It's but when most. it's But yep. when it's trick-or-treating, you don't want it to be dead. No. We got exactly uh, five trick-or-treaters. Wow, was, I got it was a It was a group of, it was a group of now, three. Now, you don't know how many came by while you were gone, though, in Correct, Paris. right. So we, but we got, only we only went out for like an hour, so we were back by that six thirty. That doesn't matter. We so we I got home from work or whatever. I'm, I'm sitting on the couch. I hear a knock on the door. I look out the window and I, I barely look out there. I'm like, it's fucking old kids. Like fuck. So I open the door. It was my boss and his daughter and their kid. <laughs> they walked because she lives like uh, around the block from me. So they walked around. So I was chatting with them for a minute. They took off, and then then we got the rush. We got the rush. Uh, it was three groups of kids and like maybe three kids per group all mm-hmm. at the same time, and then that was it. We that was got it. we got maybe I think I think over the course of the entire rest of the night we got maybe eight other kids spread out over like four hours. Dude, like like Halloween. I'm starting is to, so incredibly depressing these days. I'm starting to wonder if you're. I'm a hundred percent right about the trunk and, or treats, and I have talked to a lot of other people about that, and I have multiple times in the last week i go thank you james was fighting with me about this and i'm right well that's because <laughs> trunk or treats have are they're not a new thing they're i mean new, they're new they're new within for the past generation. probably 10 years maybe yes. right yes but like and for they, the and past they gain in, they gain in popularity though every single year i think it i think it's so i think that you might be right and i think that it's a mixture of um so trunk or treats themselves were not the things that were taking out the trick-or-treaters I think it was. I think it's a combination of trunk or treats with COVID, because COVID. No, because it was dead before COVID. N- no, yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Around my area, it definitely was. I mean, my parents. My parents stopped passing out candy five years ago because they were spending. They're spending more money on one bag of candy than they were giving away. I, so maybe it depends. On, maybe it depends on the area. It does, I have no idea it does. because my parents. My parents. This is the first year that my parents didn't pass out candy. Yeah. And it's not because they weren't getting kids. It was because they went to Florida. So, oh. <laughs> um, uh, so, so it means nothing. <laughs> uh, wait, did they go to? No, they but just went to Florida. The couple, thing, the thing about the trunk or treat, though, is it's not. It's a combination of two things. It's a combination of of lazy parents. Not, I don't want to say it's lazy, not, but it's it's it makes it easier on the parents. Like when, when we were kids, our parents just. That's what you did. It was Halloween, so mm-hmm. you got home from work or whatever, and you you put your big boy pants on, you take your kids out. Like that's what it was. Nowadays, it's easier to just be like, well, let's go the weekend before because mommy and daddy have to work all day, and we're too tired to go out later, and yada yada yada. There's mm-hmm. a there there is a lot of that, whether you want to admit it or not. There is. 
The other problem is this. You're probably yeah. You're when, there's probably some of that. Yeah. When we were when we were kids, mm-hmm. you know, our generation are the ones with the kids now. We still remember trick or treating, right? Right. The kids that are growing up now, though, that like our kids that are growing up now, they they're gonna grow up thinking, well, Halloween always sucked. Trunk or treats is where it was at. And well, it's going to phase out because it's because of that. My neighborhood was still banging. Like, I live on this street, which mm-hmm. is a main road, which not a lot of people in the in the ten years, eleven, twelve years that I've lived on this street, I've never really gotten more than probably twenty kids. Yeah. Um, the three streets behind us are always loaded sure. with people, I get that. and they were this year. There was a ton of people out trick or treating this I get year. That. So I think that there are still like. I took I took my daughter to I took my daughter to a gymnastics trunk or treat and I took both my kids to the hospital trunk or treat and then we still went out trick or treating and I will still continue to go tr- out trick or treating every year. But when your kids until grow up, too old for but it. when your kids grow up and they have kids, but they're not. Is Halloween going to here? Here's... My kids aren't going to look back on Halloween and, and go, oh, Halloween sucked. I never got any kids. Like because our my neighborhood is still very active with the trick-or-treating it is but ask ask your your old lady neighbor though how how trick-or-treating was on this very street 20 years ago sure yeah and she'll say it was packed yeah guaranteed yeah you're right so it it, it's a combination of everything and i do feel it's going down the drain now what i what i can get down with what i can get down with is changing it to where trick-or-treating for halloween always happens on the the saturday before the 31st you like that idea i can get down with that Right, because that makes it easier for everybody. Sure. Um, and this whole but idea, it's not. I mean, c- come on, though. It's not that hard. It's not. It's, it's not, not that hard to but go if out that on saves the thirty first. If it saves the holiday, then fine. I'm all for it. Then, this then whole fine. idea. This whole idea of people being afraid of like drugs being in the can't. No one's paying for drugs to be in your kids' candy. First off, not happening. Second of all, the the urban legend of there being like razor blades in candy is just that. It's literally never happened. There's not a single documented case of there ever being a razor blade in candy. Right. There are docu- there are documented cases of drugs. There's not though. There are. There's not. Yes, there are. Nobody is spending no. that kind of money to drug your kids. I get I I get it's that. It's not happening. <laughs> I I get that, but there are documented cases of mistakes Fine. happening where mistakes, it happens. Fine, mistakes, but but they're so isolated that it, it's not a thing that you should ever well, be afraid of. The problem is Go on, go on Google right now and look up stuff about hollow, Halloween candy, can, candy, Halloween candy, Halloween candy, and like just type in Halloween candy, fentanyl, and there are so many articles, like like um, like uh, like articles trying to scare people about because there are there are uh, there are loads and loads of um, of. Uh, like shipments of fentanyl coming over nowadays that are specifically colored very brightly in order to look sure. more attractive to children. Sure. But those are not necessarily getting mixed in with your kids shit. No. No. Um I did like I said, listen, I I still go through my <laughs> I still go through my kids candy just and that's in fine. case. And that's fine. And I did find in my daughter's bag I found some some weird package of very generic looking, almost too brightly colored. They were it was probably they, dollar store candy. They looked exact. <laughs> they looked exactly like Smarties, but sure. the colors were really weird. And 
they it's sm- probably a knockoff, and they smelled really weird. And get rid and, of it then if you're worried about it. Get and that's rid of the it. thing. Like so I, I found. Be but a here's, responsible here's parent a stupid and thing. Go through your kids' candy. Here's a stupid thing. I couldn't help myself. You ate one. I ate one. <laughs> and I was like, I won't get fucked up. Well, I told my daughter, I was like, if I pass out, go call mom. <laughs> like go go tell mom. Because I was like, I I have to try it. I got to see what it is, right? Sure. I was willing to take that risk. I was not willing to let my daughter take that risk. Little, little but... fentanyl never hurt anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it was it was weird, it, like it and it yeah it was probably just some trip. But I could not I I typed in all of the keywords for the packaging that I could think of sure. to try and find this candy. I couldn't find it. My anywhere. guess, my guess, it was some sort of knockoff cheap dollar store candy or something like that. I'm sure, it, yeah, it's probably all it was. But you know, if you're but if you're unsure about it, then just throw it out. Kid eat it. Yeah, it that's out. fine. That, right. That's called being a responsible parent. Yeah, exactly. But like the odds of your kid falling victim to my it's funny, I was over at my parents' house. My dad's like, oh, don't talk so fast. It happened to you guys. And I go, What are you talking about? He goes, We found drugs in your candy before. And I go, wait a minute, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I have never heard this story before. I'm like, yeah. please fill me in. Like, we were going through your candy, and in the candy there was a pill. And we found it and we called the cops and this and that, and we called the pharmacy and blah 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 and this and that. And I go, so wait, I said, was it in the candy or was it in the bag? He goes, it was in the bag. I go, that's not in the candy. That's because that's completely different. And apparently the pill was like an old lady pill for something that was completely harmless to anybody that would have taken it. But so that's, it but was, hold on. That's, it was a complete accident. But it probably fell in. It was a, it was probably in the, the thing somewhere. But that's proof. I mean, as, as, as little proof as it possibly is and as anecdotal as it is, it's proof that it can, mistakes isolated. can happen. But it's isolated. Mistakes though. can happen. Yes. Like if, if people, it's ju- not I an mean, endemic though of people drugging Halloween. Candy. No, I know, I know, I know. But like mistakes can happen, which sure. is why it's important to go through your kids' stuff. Yeah, because, you- because a brightly colored tablet of ecstasy or fentanyl or something could get mixed in with some shit and could get dropped into the bottom of a kid's bag. If I was going through a bag of candy and I saw one loose pill or yeah. p- or something that looked like a piece of candy, I would be like, oh, well, I'm fucking throwing that away. Well, absolutely. But if a kid sees a bright, I don't know, colored- I might look at my kid in his bag, yeah, you know what, let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Spin the chamber, Boris, let's see what happens. If if a kid sees that, how do you especially- know, How do you know what, are, what we're naming our kids? <laughs> Bor- Boris Hackman. That, and that's the daughter's name. <laughs> Boris. And the son Rebecca. Um <laughs> if a kid sees it's the that Becky and Boris. Show. If a kid sees that, they're just gonna pop oh, yeah, it in. Yeah. Like I said, so, I'm not wait, saying so it's not, Im- it is important to I, go through your kids' shit. Agreed. And I'm not I'm not saying there's not isolated incidents, but like the fucking fear mongers though that want to tell you that Halloween is dangerous, go fuck yourself. It's not. But like I said, it's not. that like I said, that's why I think a, a part of it was the pandemic for like for two years, people stopped trick or treating because they were worried about oh, COVID. I'm sure it had a, a and, detriment. Sure. And it, when once something once a tradition ends for two years, a lot of people just won't go back to it. It's like sex they'll, in a marriage. They'll choose to <laughs> they'll choose to just go back to the safer the safer yeah. thing, which is I'm going to go to my trunk or treat at the church because oh. I know all those people and I know that they're not going to be slipping drugs into my kids' shit, and I know that hopefully. It's in a situation where you know everything's controlled and sure, but again, but you're I mean, killing you could... the spirit of the holiday. No, I you're agree. not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna change my mind on that. No, I so. agree, I agree. Anyway, no, though, I that's... love, I love trick or treating. I, I love going out with my kids, like watching them walk up to the house, the houses with all the spooky shit. Like, 
That's yeah. I get so much joy out of that because it takes me back to when I was a kid doing the same thing. And if you, and I and will if you never want it, and saying, I will never stop. And if you want it, well, you might if you're forced into it. If no one does it anymore, I don't. I I can't just see. Saying. I can't see everybody just stopping. I will always have my light on, my door open, and a thing of candy, no matter what, even if I haven't had a single trick-or-treater for 10 years. I will still have it on in case that one person shows up. I saw the most heartwarming video uh, a couple days ago, and it was, they actually, uh, they, there was, it was one of those things where uh, they just set the bowl out in front of the house, right? And this kid walks up and he looks at it and he turns around to his mom and he goes, oh no, they, they ran out of candy. And you think like, oh, he's just going to walk away. Mm-hmm. And he <clears throat> reaches into his bag and grabs like three big handfuls of candy and refills the bowl. So That's that kids coming after him could have some candy. I thought you were going to say- I said the, heartwarming, I thought, Rick. Can I, you just get, can you just take this ride with me? I thought you were going to say the kid walked up and saw the bowl and grabbed it all and then Chris Hansen walks out <laughs> and sits the kid down <laughs> on the stoop. <laughs> Why don't you have a seat for a second? <laughs> I said it was empty. No, it's not. Isn't that awesome. beautiful, though? Yes, it he, is. For the kids, like, that good kid. That's a good a kid. Good kid. That kid is the mayor of Halloween Town. Yeah, hell yeah. Putting that out there. Anyway, though, uh, that was Halloween. Hopefully, your guys' Halloweens were uh, a bit more productive and better than ours. Hopefully, yeah. you have better neighborhoods. I didn't do um, too much else this week. Did you do anything? No, not really. Uh, not really. I don't think I this did. Was, this was my first. Oh, I went to. No, that was last week. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was say this is my first full week of, I feel like having finally, I have my house back for the most part. I have room to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had my- Oh, you like got rid of all your wedding week, shit? Oh, I mean, there's still some there, but like, we can move around our house now. Like, we've sold it all. Like, I feel like last weekend was the first weekend in like six months that I just had a weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it felt great. <clears throat> it felt fantastic. That's supposed to be this uh, weekend for us, yeah. and then suddenly my daughter starts talking about going to a trampoline park tomorrow. Oh, airborne! And she does. She likes to do this thing where she'll ask you something, and I'll do the I'll do the typical. Yeah, we'll see. Which means no, but it's like <laughs> I'm giving her a little bit of a, a little bit of hope, or yeah, I'll think about it. Which also means no. Yeah. And. <laughs> Hey, Dad! Now we're going to that trampoline park tomorrow. But she, yeah, she keeps doing that. Oh, I'm gonna, we're, we're like, so when we go to the trampoline park tomorrow, I'm gonna do this, and I'm like, I never said we're going. Yeah, you did. I said we'll see, which means no, little child. But you're going. Fuck, probably, dude. <laughs> and you know what? I'll get out there and I'll have a blast. So we, um, yeah. you want to go? <laughs> no, we're going to the farmers market on Sunday, Carlos, dude. You don't want to go to a trampoline park. I mean, I do, but I also want to have another day off. So, just, uh, just saying. Going to the trampoline park is a day off. Is it? Yeah, you get to go bounce around. Last time I went to a trampoline park, I fell down my stairs and broke my toe. <laughs> so, I don't know that I want to risk that again. That's true. And last time <laughs> I went to a trampoline park, which was the same time. It was the same time. I hurt my back really bad. You remember that? I do. I could. I actually like. We got there, and within, and it was for my birthday too. It was for my thirtieth birthday. Yeah, yeah. God, that was eight years ago already. Um, I got there, and I was so stoked. I was like, "I'm gonna show everybody my fucking trampoline moves, dog." <laughs> within the first five minutes, I had thrown my back out. It's a really weird thing to call your dick. My trampoline, <laughs> my tra- my trampoline moves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to see my trampoline park? <laughs> <laughs> And I had, bow, 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 bow. <laughs> I had thrown my back out, and so, but I found that I couldn't bounce up and down very good. But I could, 
I could still move horizontally through the park. Yeah. So I, I just spent my time jumping really quickly from trampoline to trampoline. Still ended up being pretty fun. It was. And then I met Meredith from the office later that you, night. Well, that was no, pretty not, dope. Let's not get into that. Yeah, go fuck yourself, dude. Uh, you're you're that guy. You're that guy. Yeah, I am that guy. Yeah. And I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's I do not that, give a shit. That's what makes you a dick. Listen, if you were a <laughs> if you were a famous person, you would want to meet your fans. Not all the time. If I'm out off the clock, like it's a job, right? Being famous just just because you do a job well enough to where everyone knows who you are doesn't mean you don't have off hours. And if you're in I a restaurant that. just trying to eat dinner with one single other person and decompress for the day, you do not want everybody running up to you. Ever. Everyone wasn't running up to her. Just me. Doesn't matter. And that, it was, that my, was enough. And it was my birthday. She doesn't care. Yes, she does. Yeah, she doesn't. She obviously did because she, she wished me a happy you. birthday. Ten bucks says she doesn't remember you. <laughs> I have or a, she might remember you as that asshole that walked up to her having when she was having the worst day of her life. I have could be. I have a pretty forgettable face. I That's will true. admit. That's true. But I feel like um, I feel like it was a pretty good interaction. So go fuck yourself. I don't. I don't do that. My my uh, my thoughts on that have changed. Like now, I don't give a shit about famous people. Like famous people are literally. <laughs> um, uh, nothing to me. <laughs> you are nothing. They are like if I if I saw a famous person these days, I think it's because everybody like famous people have gotten so famous people have gotten so full of themselves, which they probably always have been. But it's also, Kardashian effect. But well, and that's the other thing: <laughs> the, the fact that we've made so many stupid people famous in our country. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about famous people anymore because sure. when I think about famous people, I just think, "Oh, you're all a bunch of vapid assholes." When I see a famous person, my first instinct is, "I just want to go have a beer with you." I don't <laughs> even want. I don't even <laughs> like, want to do that. I almost, no, 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 I almost I, want you to like, want me wanna... to come have a beer with you, and then I want to turn you down. Like, that's like, that's where wanna, I'm at in my I life. I don't want to <laughs> fawn over you across the room. I'd rather just have a human conversation with you. This is my is more my point, you know. Sure. Like that's... I'd rather treat you like a like a a human being. That's fine. I'm not gonna walk up to you like dripping wet, wanting to suck your dick. Like I'm just gonna. What if I? I don't know. What if? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, if the, what if they want you to suck their dick dripping oh, wet though? Well, I mean that's that's fine. Because I mean, I'd be into it. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Okay, let's uh, weird. move Weird. All right. Speaking of things that shouldn't happen, why don't we get into some corrections from last week? Oh, I got a better one. Speaking of things that shouldn't have been in our mouths, ah. like <laughs> wrong information. <laughs> <gasps> Misinformation. Let's get into some yeah. corrections from yeah, last week. Yeah, that. <laughs> stupid! You're so stupid! I do have some corrections, names. Uh, oh, Art no. the Clown actually made his debut in a short film called The Ninth Circle, oh. not All Hallows' Eve. Really? I think it was All Hallows' Eve. That's what it was called, right? But yeah, he uh, he made his uh, debut in a short film. So when we do the Terrifier movies, which hopefully will be soon, um, we can watch the first. I'll be darned. Get the whole uh, get the whole story of Art the Clown. Okay. Um, so what was it called? The Ninth Circle. The Ninth Circle. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Uh, last week when I was talking about Halloween 5 and I was mentioning how the barn thing felt like Friday 2, and you're like, no, it's 3, right? We were both wrong because the movie I was thinking of was actually my least favorite Friday movie, um, Friday 5, is where I was thinking of it, where he falls out of the hole the, the hole in the top of the barn and he falls onto the spike bed and he bounces because it's a mattress that he very obviously falls on. <clears throat> Yeah, no, I'm. I'm. Yeah, that's I'm part still, five. I'm still technically right. Well, 
Because part three is where he falls out and has the noose around his neck. Yeah, that wasn't what I was talking about, though. So my, my reference point, though, was actually uh, Friday Five. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking of. Well, so so you were wrong. I was right. Yeah, we were both you were wrong. We were both half right. I was right. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we said that uh, Loomis ends up getting uh, a tattoo, right? Like, uh, like Loomis gets a... Uh, what did we say? No. We mentioned something ahead of time about somebody having... No, no, I'm no, sorry. We're talking about Michael having a tattoo. I wrote this down wrong. Yes, Michael Myers has a tattoo of the thorn thing on his hand yeah. in part five. It's on not his a, wrist. It's yeah. not a tattoo. It's a mark. Oh, as it's we a learn, mark. As we learn in Halloween 6, it just appears. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a tattoo. It's his mark. Yes. And yep. then uh, also, uh, Tina was not the same friend from part four. In part five, you asked if she was the oh, same she girl. Oh, she wasn't? Not the same girl. Uh, not the, girl, the same actress or not the same character? Not the same character. Oh, right The, on. the character from part uh, four, uh, she was a new, I'm sorry, from part five, Tina from part five. She was a new character and to this day only has one IMDb credit and is this movie. Really? Yep. She should have kept on keeping on. I liked her. Yeah, well. Uh, so who was the friend? Maybe they in... killed her in real life. Oh. For the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Method acting. Who knew? Acting. Um, uh, but yeah, that's all I got. So who was the friend in four then? You don't know? I don't know. Different girl. All right. Different girl. I, I just looked up that it was different. All right. So. Well, okay. Is that that's it? That's all we got. Yeah. What all are right. we doing this week, James? Uh, so this week. What's, what's the hangover? This week, a uh, hangover. We got we got a nice, we got, a, we got something nice for you. It's special. We watched, keep them with it, Halloween, <laughs> Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. The yes, sixth. Did installment in the franchise two versions two versions not four or five like Which mike I is had, putting up in his i had weird problems with both of the versions that i watched why did you watch how did you watch part five or i'm sorry part the the <laughs> i'm sorry how did you watch the theatrical part six um the amc plus add-on okay so you had okay we'll get into this later there was weird made for tv Fade outs all the time, and then the credits on the AMC Plus, and then the credits yeah, and then were the... like below it, going yeah. really fast, like it was be on TV. Okay, yeah. So I wanted that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. I don't know that that there's no way that is part of the actual movie. Okay, we'll we'll get. There. I'm just we'll gonna say it right now. I did make a note about that because it's weird. I have since listened to some reviews of the movie, and none of the reviews mention those weird fade outs. Yeah. It, we we mentioned this in another movie where we're like this feels like it was made for TV because it had those fade outs where it's like going to commercial break yeah. and then the fade ins. I forget what movie that was. Um, I actually have Halloween Six with me and a Blu-ray player, and I might put it in to double check it before we uh, talk about it. Okay. But uh, and then I realized that my producer's cut of my Halloween box set that I have from Screen Factory. Yeah. Oops. Excuse me. The disc is all fucked up, so I kept getting digitized, and I was missing 10 seconds a couple times here oh, and there. No. Yeah, I'm pissed. Because it's an expensive disc now. That's a bummer, dude. It's not dude. print anymore. The producer's oh, cut is no longer in print. Really? And it's two different versions. There's a part that came with the giant Scream Factory box set that I have, and then there's a standalone version. Probably the same disc, but then also not the same because it's different artwork on it. So that Blu-ray, that Blu-ray didn't come out super long ago, did it? No, but I think it was only out for a very short time. That's weird that it so, went out of print. Yeah, it sells first. for like 40, 50 bucks online now. Nice. So, all right. Anywho, so to go along with that, from Armory Brewing, right? We've had, we've had some Armory. The right to bear craft. 
the right to bear craft. Bearcraft. From Grand Oh, <laughs> Grand Armory Brewing. Sorry. Uh in lovely mm. Grand Haven, Michigan. I want you to smell this. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> smell this. I want you to smell this. It smells like neither pumpkin nor cappuccino. Well, can I can I fucking can I say what the sorry, beer is sorry, first? Sorry, I'm ahead of it. So from Grand Armory Brewing in Grand Haven, Michigan, this is pumpkin slappuccino. Yeah. The pump this pumpkin ale slaps. It's a six point five percenter by volume. Thank you very much. Uh, deep flavors of espresso and pumpkin spice with a creamy, sweet lactose finish. Ooh. I'm always looking for that lactose finish, so this might be nice. Um, yeah, it doesn't smell like either thing, though. It doesn't smell like pumpkin or slappuccino? Not to me, it doesn't, no. Do you have COVID? Because I smell cappuccino. No. I <laughs> taste everything else. Like, I smell something. I just don't, I don't, I don't process it as, uh, as slappuccino. I'm gonna hold on. No, no, it's weird. I'm pouring it into my whiskey glass, so I might get hints of whiskey. Ooh, that's fun. Because my my beer glass is filled with sweet, sweet Bud Light. Ooh. Um. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, Bud. Let's uh, let's see what this got. Drink away from your microphone, because I've noticed lately. Oh, never mind. He's. I was just going to say, either drink away from your microphone or drink deeper, closer to your microphone. It's good. That, sound, that, sounded, it's, that sounded really thick and frothy. No, it is. It is. It, it's thick. It's frothy. But I don't... I get... Okay. Oh, I get the pumpkin immediately. So the pumpkin I get on the back... And ba- the coffee's like real strong. Yeah. No, they're both there. I get the pumpkin almost more on the back. I'm like, you know, like after you swallow and the fumes kind of come up. That's where I get the pumpkin. Yeah, that bleach, the that kind of <laughs> the bleach fumes after you swallow. <laughs> kind of. You get them, but you know what I'm talking about, right? That lingering yeah. like throat smell. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Comes up that lingering side. throat smell. <laughs> She's porn star dance. Oh, um, the lingering throat smell. That is what porn stars have to deal with. Lingering <laughs> throat smell. Yeah, it's true. Oh yeah, it smells like smegma. <laughs> and occasionally pineapple. Ah. Pineapple. Uh, this only is... if you're a swinger. See, I get, yeah, I get both a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it's not even so much pumpkin as it is uh, allspice. It's like heavy on allspice, and then the coffee is pretty pretty strong too. Yeah, it, they're both there. I'm not getting it's it good though. I'm not getting it as strong as you. It is it's delightful. So I will I'm gonna put this on. Uh, I'm gonna put this maybe, out there, James. M- maybe because mine's in a Glen Cairn. It's it's Here, opening it's me, opening um, up the flavors more. Let me open this up. Don't try and pour it from your glass. My God. Wow, that was masterful. Thank you, sir. Nicely done. Thank you. Give it a little swirl. Um, and give okay. it a little okay. give swirling. It a, give it a little. Give it a, like really get your nose in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. what is that? Well, oh, it smells like whiskey. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> I think there might have been whiskey. In Maybe there, that's so. the thing. Like I had a little bit of, I had a little b- bit of bullet left mm-hmm. in there. So it, like, okay. Okay. Gonna, it, it's kind of playing another taste. It's playing off the, a uh, a delectable little dance of flavors, playing off of each other. No, tastes the same. Um, it's it's good though. And let me say this: it's really good. This is three weeks in a row that I have thoroughly enjoyed pumpkin beers. That's what I'm talking about. 
I told I told uh, I told Kristen the other week I'm trying pumpkin pie again this year because I feel like little by little my taste buds are changing finally. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like it's like when you smoke <clears throat> cigarettes for the first time. It's gross at first, but then you keep doing it and you're like, you know, it's not so bad. You went to cigarettes it's out of so all bad. things. Like, you could have gone you could have gone with beer, you could have gone with whiskey. You could have you could have gone with semen. <laughs> could have gone with pussy. Suddenly, <laughs> you just crave it. <laughs> I don't know why. No, I know what you're saying though. It's like af- yeah. after a while, you're like, mm-hmm. I do bring the dick jokes, don't I? You do. I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's a lot of dick jokes. A lot of cum. A lot of yeah. Well, I like it though. I don't that's, get it. I don't get it anywhere else. Like that's you. why I like you. <laughs> Uh, that's good though. I it like it. Yeah, it very nice. So anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. You know what it is? What is it? <laughs> Rather than picking up both flavors like individually, they combine to make something different. Pumpkin and coffee. I think, I think that's what this is. It's pumpkin spice latte. It's like when you cook. Like I hate mustard, but but if you cook with mustard, it yeah. transforms. How do you feel? That's what this is. How do you feel about mustard on ribs as like the the binder that's or whatever fine. they that's call fine. it? You don't taste it because I made them. I yeah. made them last week and they you were don't you don't taste you typically don't taste the mustard in that application. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Right on. Ooh. Let's get into trailer trash. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, James. Yeah, um, dude. I gotta uh, I gotta go off script a little bit here. Not off script, but uh, I gotta switch something some this things over. Sh- this whole show is scripted. That's what you guys don't know. <laughs> because uh, apparently YouTube is not letting me play videos anymore. Oh no! Wah, 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 wah. Keeps telling me I have an ad blocker, which I don't. And fuck YouTube because <clears throat> goddamn YouTube's garbage. It's garbage, man. It's fucking it's hot. It's fucking hot, hot garbage. Hot garbage. Why is this here? What is going? I don't want this. Okay, we're back. Hi. 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 Hey. Uh, do you like monkeys? I do. All right. Well, you're in luck Big because fan. we're watching the trailer for the new Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, cool. All right. Have you seen any of the... Um... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> any of the new ones? Yeah. No. So... Oh, that's Nickelback. Um, <laughs> uh, so the new Planet of the Apes movies, the three that came out, it was uh, Rise, Dawn, and War, I think. Yeah. Was Mark Wahlberg in one of those? No, that was that was like the original remake. That, that's It was a standalone. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't seen any of those. They're so any good. Andy Serkis is in them. <clears throat> I think Andy Serkis plays oh, one yeah. of the apes, I think. Yep. They're, dude, they're so fucking good. I know. I don't... There's, it's, one of those, it's one of those series that I... Uh, I always wanted to watch, mm-hmm. and then I, I, it just, I kept putting it on the back burner, and then I just forgot about it over time. So I need to go back and watch them. Okay, so this is part of the same universe of those three movies. Okay. This takes place many years after the events of War of the Planet of the Apes. Okay, um, and that's all we know about it. This is going to be coming out May twenty fourth of next year. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Planet, though. Uh, I, I love all the Apes movies, um, and I want to check this out. I have not seen this yet either. Um, and I like kingdoms. So, hey, this is the trailer for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Too long. Title's too long. You're too long. <laughs> yeah, baby. When I sleep, I see strange things. Memories. Day. 
Mm. I'm in. I'm in for that. Yeah, it looks pretty epic. These these new apes movies are so good, dude. Like this actually looks like it's picking up sort of like it's so so Don't spoil the original them. ones took place with man, obviously, right? Started with man, sure, apes yeah. were introduced. This looks like it's like restarting humanity almost. Yeah. So if it's because if it's many years after that, mm-hmm. apes took over, man now is back to being this futile little thing. So it's it's uh, kind of like the original Planet of the Apes movie, or in a like weird way, Battlefield Earth. Yes, <laughs> stupid monkeys. Stupid monkeys. One of um, the one of the finest pieces of cinema <laughs> ever created. I love. I'm into that though. That looks fucking great. Yeah, that looks really good. Absolutely great. Yep. One of the guys sounded like Andy Circus. Is he even in this though? Um, um I don't know. Really I'm fun. not seeing his name anywhere on here. I don't think that he is. Uh, William H Macy. Is in it. Oh. Um, uh, whether or not uh, Kevin Durand is in it as well. That's fun. Like Kevin Durand. I yep. do too. Um, <clears throat> yeah. No, uh, Andy Serkis doesn't have a part in this. That that voice sounded like him, it though. It did sound like It him. really did. Yeah. Hmm. Um, anyway, though, we should do we should do a, a, a retrospective on the newer Planet of the Apes movies. I'd it's, be into it's, that. It's genre, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's sci-fi. Uh, right. It's 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 horrifying to think that apes could take over the world. It so sure, really is. Yeah, you know why? Because we would just be having to dodge feces all the time. Yeah, and I get enough of that on a daily basis. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't need any more. All right, uh, this is exciting for me, James. Uh, Secret Santa is a new movie from Marcus uh, Adam Marcus. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, Adam Marcus, who is the director of my favorite Jason movie ever. Jason goes to hell. That's the one. Oh my god! First of many bad takes tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jason Market, Jason Marcus, Adam, Adam Marcus, Marcus. There you go. Slappuccino's getting to me. Slappuccino's <laughs> hitting you hard, baby. Adam Marcus is back with a new movie, Secret Santa. It's a holiday movie. We're gonna be doing this this year because there's, there's a, no possible way that I'm not doing it. A lot it. of Christmas movies coming out this year, and they're all coming to screen. Hell yeah, dude. Dude, Screenbox is, I think, surpassing Shudder in terms of things that I want to watch. There's a lot of good stuff on Shudder, too. There is. There is. But I I think that a new subscription is in my future. Uh, Anyway, though, um, again, I haven't seen this, but I love Adam Marcus. I love Jason Goes to Hell. I'm sure I'm going to love this. Let's see if I'm right. Well, I guess you're all wondering why I called you all here tonight. <laughs> hey, my wiggers, how you living? Wow. Is that about lesbians also? All right, let me correct. Let me correct you real quick. <laughs> we will not be doing that movie this year. That looks like it was shot on a webcam from 2005 on an iPhone one. <laughs> what the fuck? And I don't even know if the iPhone one had a camera. <laughs> like, Here's the thing. I'll still watch this. A, will I, it, will I will. You? <laughs> I will watch this. It looks um, fucking terrible. It does look terrible. I. I oh, yikes, wow. Adam Marcus. What are you doing? Yeah. You are. You are letting me and all of the other two people who love that other movie you did down. See, here's the here's the thing. Like, I don't these days, 
there is no reason for a movie to look that bad. You could literally shoot it, shoot it on an iPhone know, 15 or whatever they're on now, and it would look better than that. I know. I, like don't, the, I don't quite get it. Like, have they never heard of color grading or like... I've, I've, you know what? Better, <laughs> better just... than that, James? Better than that? If you don't want to film it on your iPhone, you can go on Craigslist and probably buy a five, six-year-old camera, and it'll still look better than that. Yeah. So I don't... That's wild. Zombie Apocalypse Redemption. Looked better than that. Maybe. Hey. <laughs> maybe we should replace all these people with AI. <laughs> There's your second bad take for the night. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay, that doesn't look great. Um, it's a, basically about a family that's together, and they're doing a secret Santa, but they all end up killing each other. Uh, I guess that's what it was. The trailer was not that sure. good. So. I know one guy was constipated. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, if you, I, if, you, um, if you look at, uh, I'm looking at Adam Marcus's um, IMDb. Sure. And he's only got seven directing credits. And after Jason goes to hell, there there wasn't a lot of. Uh, well, that's understandable. <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't a lot of bangers. But in fact, actually, hold on. Out of out of the six other movies, he's got a five point five, a four point six, a seven point seven. That's good. Eight point two, eight point four, and a five. Like. Those aren't terrible no, numbers. No, they're not. Actually, Jason Goes to Hell is his lowest rated directing. Which is ridiculous outing. because it's probably his best movie. <laughs> <It's> pro- <laughs> <laughs> Mike does not speak for the both of us. <laughs> I do. All right. Um, last trailer for the night is a movie called Divinity. And uh, this is... Divinity. I've seen this. And it looks awesome. Okay. It It's, it's sci-fi. It's weird and it's fucking I, I don't even know how to describe it uh steven soderbergh produced it um i don't know how else to describe this uh steven dorf is in it well, uh, there Bell, you go right Bella there. thorne is in it um scott bacula is in it <laughs> okay <laughs> uh but it, this legitimately looks like something that i have never seen before nice. um and i want your take on it this is the trailer for Divinity. Divinity. And pay attention. The fuck? Exactly. So it's so first and foremost, it's a porn. <laughs> <laughs> lots of uh sensuality. Looks we'll like call there's it. lots of spiciness. Yes, yes. Um yeah, that looks wild, man. It, it really does. You know what it reminds me of? I feel like this is the horror like genre. I mean, granted, I know they're both kind of like this, but like 
this is the more like hard edged genre version of a movie like Sin City. Like this does for genre movies what Sin City did for comic book movies. That's what I, I was actually I was actually gonna say that exact same thing. I yeah. was like, I'm getting some Sin City vibes from it. It's not and it's not it's... just because it's black and white. No. There were definitely it was like Sin City mixed with Grindhouse. Yes. Yes. Mixed with porno <laughs> <laughs> all good things <laughs> i mean it looked like there was some like like there was some like real thrusting going oh, yeah. on in there oh yeah i'm pretty sure they fucked there was method acting for sure there was some fucking going on um but um, yeah I, it just it looks awesome though i, I, I don't really good i really can't know really, what it's about i can't but... tell it looked like uh, they Let's they mentioned um, some they mentioned something about a like a new uh, a drug drug that is basically like the the, fo- the fountain of youth. I'm gonna read I'm gonna read the the thing here. Um, set in an otherworldly human existence, scientist Sterling Pierce Scott Bakula dedicated his life to the quest for immortality, slowly creating and building the building blocks of a groundbreaking serum named Divinity. Divinity. Um. Steven Dorff, uh, his son, now controls and manufactures his father's once benevolent dream. Did you see Quantum Leap in there anywhere? I, I did not. I didn't see him either. Um, maybe he wasn't in the trailer. Who knows? Yeah, maybe not. Um, society is on the a bit, ooh, excuse me, society on this barren planet has been entirely perverted by the supremacy of the drug, whose true origins are shrouded in mystery. Two mysterious brothers uh, arrive with a plan to abduct the mogul with the help of a seductive woman named Nikita. They will be set on a path hurling towards true immortality. Interesting. Sounds science fiction to me. Yeah. Um, I'm into it, though. That looks fucking great. Yeah, that looks good, Absolutely man. fucking great. Yeah. That's my kind of movie. Absolutely. All right. Cool man. Um, yeah, that looks good. Um, yep. it, it's, on it's out on, did that say it's out already? No, it's playing in theaters in selective markets oh, right it's now. Playing in theaters, so it will be probably out soon. Right. And I guess it'll come to a streaming service probably <clears throat> early next year, is my guess. But yeah, yeah. Pornhub <laughs> for why, sure. Why for not? Sure. You know, if Pornhub got into actually putting out like sens- highly sensual movies, they get a lot more traffic. Pornhub. Pornhub doesn't need more tra- traffic, first of all, and they already kind of deal in highly sensual movies. Do they? It's all pretty PG to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't you guys do some hard R stuff over there? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Anyways. Well, hey, man, that's uh, those are your trailers. We are getting sufficiently trashed. Halfway there. Halfway there. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. Uh, guess what, James? What? Unless I am mistaken, nobody died this week. Oh, my. Hey. Weird. It's been a while since that's happened. Uh, yeah, it has been. Well, that's good news. None of our friends are dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's also good news. Very good. Uh, however, yeah, yeah. well, well, yeah. you know who, uh, who, who specializes in dead things, though? Who? Stephen King. Oh, yes. And he does. there was a show on uh, MGM Plus. Yes, that's a new streaming service called uh, Chapel Wait. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. It was all about Jerusalem's Lot. Okay. It was, a, uh, it was a series that was on that. And unfortunately, according to uh, Jason Filardi, yeah, he's, he's the co showrunner. Okay. Uh, according to Jason Filardi, uh, they will not, in fact, be doing a season two. 
I only bring this up because it's I, I literally was just talking yesterday to Kristen about how I just heard of the show. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, it's like a Salem's Lot spinoff. Salem's Lot, Jerusalem's Lot, like same thing. But True, like, yeah, yeah. it's a spinoff. And I'm like, oh, I want to watch this. Salem's Lot thus far, granted, I know there hasn't been much, but thus far, Salem's Lot is going to be a very, very difficult book to surpass as my favorite King book. Like, I was so enamored with that when yeah, I read Salem's it. Salem's Lot was really good. It's so good. Yeah. It's written brilliantly. Have like, you seen like, the movie? I have. I love, I'm loving it still. I've gotten back into it, by the way, and I'm loving it, but I'm loving it. I, I'm not getting the same feeling from it as I did Salem's Lot. I'm just saying that. I get, I get and it, and that's fine. That's well, fine. That's Salem, fine. Salem's lot is packed into what three hundred pages. Sure. As opposed to it's, it being, yeah, yeah, it being expanded into thirteen hundred like, pages. It's kind of like appreciating. It's like appreciating whiskey straight as opposed to on the rocks, where the water kind of opens it up a little bit more. Okay. You know. All right. I appreciate the hard essence of salem's lot as yeah. opposed to the more drawn out it sure yeah. i'm lo- i love it don't get me wrong yeah, 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 yeah. fantastic i get you but you know there's, there's a preference there no, I, think I, I, won't, like, I won't argue i, think I like you a said... more condensed story yeah That's i won't all. argue it. salem's lot was fantastic uh i yeah. loved it so i need to go i need to go watch this now because um i want to indulge all things salem's lot so but it sucks to know though that apparently there's a cliffhanger that never gets resolved Plus, <laughs> so, adrian, adrian brody's in it yeah. i love adrian brody yeah um giant nose what? yeah it, it's it's like i've <laughs> that's talked, the real horror i've talked to aaron about it though before <laughs> i've talked to aaron about it before though because it's like women find adrian Bo- brody like very sexy it's because women like birds they're like beaks <laughs> It's just that's <laughs> what it is. But it's 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 like how I always say, like I don't like I don't like uh, you know, like supermodel looking women. You know what I mean? Sure. Of course they're attractive and everything, but I like when women have more distinct features than just like some cookie cutter, you know, like per- perfect looking person. Mm-hmm. And Adrian Brody, like his look mixed with his obviously his acting talent, but also his charisma makes him extremely attractive to Absolutely. people. You know I get what that. I mean? Uh apparently the That's series... why I need charisma. I need to develop charisma because I don't have any. Um and I'm not attractive, so like I need to develop I that disagree. so that I become I disagree more attractive with to all those my points. my wife. <laughs> you disagree. You disagree with It's gonna cost her a whole lot to leave you, so I think you're safe. It's gonna cost her a whole lot? Yeah. I don't think so. Not with the way <laughs> not with the way divorce 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 laws are set up in this country. I think I'd just be fucked. So the uh, this show is also starring Emily Hampshire, who is from Schitt's Creek. She is the uh, the person that works the hotel. She's the the front desk girl. Oh, she she just got in a bunch of trouble. I know. I was just gonna bring God, that up. I'm so I'm thing. so pissed about that. Okay, she went as Johnny Depp and Amber Heard for their Halloween. She costume. was her she and her was husband or boyfriend her, or whatever. Yeah. And they, and they and they and they chose to like highlight the bad stuff. It was like the booze and the pill bottles and the whatever. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah, who gives a shit. Did you dude. watch? Did you watch the very public trial that they had? Right. It was all about that. Oh, I can't believe. You'd Stop! Be, I, I can't cannot believe you to be so insensitive I, to the play. I cannot go fucking fuck stand this. I know this fucking. I think small bald culture. I that we think live that's in. a part. I, of, I, hate I think it that's so another much. thing that's ruining Halloween. It's Ugh. like people people are afraid to wear any costume for fear of 
offending somebody. Yeah. And she went online and did and and like because uh, I, oh, re- I, I was reading like an article. Crazy I was like, Don't for apologize it. for that. Like, it was you the most were ignorant, you were a f- abhorrent thing I could have I could have possibly done. Like, you don't you don't believe that. No, you don't no. believe the word, and I. There's nothing I respect less than a people or than a person who's saying something that they do not believe. Mm-hmm. You obviously don't believe that because you thought it was funny as shit when you did it. Mm-hmm. So why would you go? I, like I don't apo- Like when people come after you, don't apologize. Just say, a "Couple hey, years ago, hey man, I thought it was funny." I mean, not <laughs> like not- I just I I hate this shit, dude. It's like I I, I it's so just. That's why I don't like Twitter and stuff. Not that many Twitter years ago. Twitter is just a bunch of people bitching. And for some reason, these people who bitch about everything have been elevated. Uh, like yeah. their 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 voices are so much louder than everybody else. What do they else's. always say? Squeaky wheel gets the grease? Yeah. Right. Not that many years ago, I thought it would be super funny to go as, like, like if you're dating somebody, go as Casey Anthony. And then have, oh, and then no, have your, dude. have your 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 man person be be the child, <laughs> be and they just go straight to the bathroom and lie in the bathtub for a while, and you wait till someone finds them. That's fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but you're laughing. <laughs> yep. Therefore, mission accomplished. Yeah. No bad. Oh, it's just bad like, taste is funny. Yeah. Bad. When did bad taste become not funny? I don't know. I uh. I don't know. This is why our show gets no viewers. <laughs> that's that's fine, dude. Like if if, if people don't uh, want to listen to us because we think bad taste is funny, both both the both the uh, the thing in real life and also the Peter Jackson yes, movie, chunky bits. <laughs> then uh, I don't know. Yeah, fine. Don't listen to us. But moving yeah, on, uh, gosh, dude, it's so annoying. I agree. Speaking of Stephen King uh, TV series, uh, Welcome to Dairy, which is the uh, it we were talking about, it uh, yep. sp- that TV series has been pushed to twenty twenty five. What? Yeah, it got pushed out. Uh, we had a Welcome to Dairy schedule for uh, Halloween twenty four, but it will likely be pushing back into twenty twenty five. HBO CEO Casey Bloys officially announced this morning. So that's a that's a bummer. I wish they um, would, I wish they would give I you know I know that they don't um, they have no obligation to but I wish that they would give reasons for why they do it's, stuff it's like this. Probably it's probably an issue with story sure. trying to nail it down. Sure, it's just, yeah. Things didn't move as fast as they thought they were going to. I mean, whatever. That's yeah. That's it is what it is. It it will as not be any less popular out. in 2025. It just yep. sucks. That we have to wait for it longer. Right. Uh, hey, speaking of Stephen King. <laughs> Got a lot of Stephen King news. I do. Uh, Salem's Lot, the remake that we've been talking about, I feel like for years, the the Gary uh, Doberman directed remake of a great book and movie. Yeah. Um, also, it's getting delayed <laughs> again, <laughs> uh, and it may be headed to streaming instead of theatrical, which is kind of a bummer. It's a bummer. It's not like it's, uh, it's not a huge deal. That's because it was made with the intention of being a theatrical release. Yeah. So it's gonna be good. It's gonna be big scale. And we've we've said we've said these days that's not the death sentence that it not, once was. It's not like a. It's not like when a movie. To VOD yeah. Or it's whatever, not like when yeah. a movie got pushed straight to video when yeah. we were younger. Yeah. That was a death sentence, but yeah. it's it's not anymore. You know. Uh, it originally had a September 9th, twenty twenty two release date. That's how far out we are now. Jeez. That was the original date. Um, as of now, who knows when it's going to come out, but, um, I think it's done though. The movie's done. So that, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> if it's done, I mean, like, what are you waiting for? Yep. I, so maybe we'll, they want to uh, do reshoots or something like that. I don't know. We shall see. Uh, and our last, uh, nope. 
Sorry, two more. Um, <coughs> this is not Excuse Stephen me. King related. Uh, we mentioned <laughs> then I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, last week we mentioned that Terrifier 3 is going to be out Christmas of this year. Yeah. It's not. It's going to be out uh, October 25th of 2024. Okay. So we got another year to wait for it. Uh, the trailer just dropped with the re-release of Terrifier 2 for a three-night engagement. Okay. Um, no one's seen it yet unless you were there. Uh, apparently it looks incredible. Cool. Uh, I would talk more on this, but we've never seen the Terrifier movies, so we are not uh, <laughs> we are not the ones that talk about this. That's right. Yeah. But if you're fans of the Terrifier series, that's when you can look forward to the Christmas third movie. Last bit of news, and this is exciting because it has to do with us, James. Oh, is this not another movie being pushed back? Because it is not. That was literally all four pieces of news that you've given yeah, me so far. Not a ton of news this week. You okay. think that Halloween week would have been more, but there wasn't. <laughs> um, this has to do with us, and more specifically, where we live, and a movie that was shot in our surrounding areas. Okay. And a sequel we're getting. Renfield. David Robert Mitchell directed a movie called. What. Renfield? It follows. <laughs> Back in the day. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, guess what? We are getting a sequel. It still follows. From David Robert Mitchell, starring Micah, Micah Monroe. Monroe. Oh, nice. I got the name right. Yep. Micah Monroe. It's called They Follow. It follows again. It follows again. <laughs> it They Follow. Um, but oh, yeah. so it's like multiple STDs now. At this point, yeah, she is just a fucking haven for you're all just, of the bad stuff. You're dodging gonorrhea, HPV, <laughs> herpes. Yeah, uh, apparently though, um, the Neon will introduce the title to international buyers this week at the AFM, and principal photography is beginning in 2024. So nice. That's uh, I don't know if this movie needed a sequel. I think that it can. I don't know that it needed it. I'm but... dev- no, it didn't. Uh, it follows is like uh to me it's like it's a masterpiece it's a it kind it's of a, is it's it's kind of a perfect a suburban masterpiece it's kind of a perfect horror movie yeah. it really is yeah. it was genuinely scary uh it was creative it was you know something something it, different something fresh that you it hadn't really felt seen like before like something that can happen in your neighborhood absolutely maybe we're just saying that because it literally happened, happened in, in our neighborhood, neighborhood. <laughs> but like but yeah it, it's it's one of the i'd say like it follows if i had to pick uh, a list of you know the top top would uh, i'd say 15 top 15 horror movies in the past uh, oh yeah it, it's definitely couple up decades there. i yep. would say it's on the list yep um it was so good, so I'm I'm definitely down to watch more of it. Like, you know, like I, I'll I'll take more of it. Apparently, uh, Micah Monroe just recently you just got it wrong, Micah. You said it, Micah, you said it right the it. first time, and then you said it wrong you the said second didn't time. Say Machia. That's true. Okay, so Machia, Makia, Micah Monroe. Uh, recently, that, that's like a nursery rhyme. Micah, Micah, Makia, Monroe. <laughs> uh, Monroe recently wrapped the production on an Oz Perkins movie called Long Legs, which also features Nicolas Cage. Nice, dude. That's pretty cool. God, Nicolas Cage is everywhere these days. Everywhere. It's awesome. Did you hear the new Nicolas Cage news? No. Um, so, you know the SAG after a strikes are going on right now and how AI is a big part of that and everything else. Oh, no, else. I hadn't heard anything about yeah, it. Yeah, a little, little news. Apparently, uh, Nicolas Cage, when he was on set for The Flash, spoilers for The Flash if you haven't seen it, um, when he was on set, he literally just did something where he looked like he was overlooking like a 
overlooking uh, his world being destroyed, and that was it. Sure, yeah. He was on set for like three hours. That was it. Okay. The I haven't seen the Flash yet, but apparently, what you see in the movie is not what he filmed, and he's not saying that it was AI. He's saying like it was probably CGI. They filmed me and they put my head, whatever. It was done by people, CGI, whatever. Yeah. But like, it's a big piece of contention right now because it's like that wasn't what he signed up for. Yeah. They did something different with his likeness in the final movie. Yeah. And uh, he's not happy about it. Well, he's not, I mean, that's, he's not doing anything about it, but sure. he's not happy. It's about understandable. It. It's fucked up. Like if you got hired for any other job, yeah, and then you showed up. And the job was something. Well, I mean, and the, and if they and the job use, was seemingly something, and then it, it ended up being something completely different. It's like they, that if, wouldn't fly in any other industry. If they, if, you they, know? if they, if they, if they went to him and said, "Hey, we hired you, and you came on set to film a scene where you're overlooking this, but then we're kind of reconfiguring things, and we'd actually make it to where you're fighting a giant spider, which apparently is something he's doing in that movie." Okay. Who knew? Sure. Um. And I think we can do this without having you come back in. We can you we can use a combination of CGI and AI effects, whatever. Right. Are you okay with that? Here's what we'll pay you for it. Right. Great. Yeah, exactly. As long as they're okay with it, great. Right. I don't I don't like yeah, the idea Yeah, like having them they... come in and shoot something and then just not telling him that yeah. you, that you're going to take it and manipulate it in ways that yeah, he weird. didn't he didn't uh, sign up for. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's weird. That it's is bizarre. Really and these studios are uh, they're fucking unhinged right now yeah. with what they can get away with. Yeah. Anyway, that's your news. Alrighty. Um. So we're gonna take a little bit of a break. Yes. Uh. Maybe get some better made chips up in us. Yes. Maybe get some candy up in us. Yes. Who knows? Because I have nine hundred pounds of candy left over because I didn't yes. have any trick or treaters. And then when we get back, it's time for Halloween. The you thought you were done with Halloween. You ain't done. Not yet, baby. It's time for the hangover. Halloween, yeah. the curse of Michael Myers. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp. And graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. So this episode is going to be probably more weird. along the line. Well, weird, yes. <laughs> so, so weird. Probably more along the lines of a compare-contrast episode. Yeah. Being that uh, we are comparing and contrasting two very similar things. Um, so we're, we might not keep it from one. You know, We're not, we're not going to go just do one and then the other. It's probably going to be intertwined a lot. I meant to ask you about this, yeah. and then I forgot. I wondered if we should just... Run through th- run through the theatrical cut, and then go back. I I thought about that. I feel like it's going to be really hard to. We're going to want to talk about differences and like, that's fair. It's, it's going to happen. That's fair. It's going to yeah. happen. So right. I figure we'll put up front that uh, if you have not seen one or the other, uh, recommend that you pause this and go watch both. Otherwise, you're going to be confused as all hell. Hell, you could watch both of them and still be confused as all hell. And if and if it sounds like a <clears throat> chore to watch two versions of the same movie. It won't be because uh, it's basically two different movies. 
Um, uh, there's a lot of it is, there's, but a, it isn't. there's a lot of the, the same. The third act is very different. The third act is incredibly different. Yep. And then there's Did there's you, a, a decent a decent amount of differences between the two if you're paying. When attention. I told you that the producer's cut was so different, did you believe me that it was as different as it was? I did. Yeah. Okay. I I I, I knew that there were. I knew that. Um, I knew you had talked about it before. And I actually had forgotten about it. I actually didn't. I like when we went into this. I was like, "Oh, there's uh, three movies, and that's it." I yeah. I, I I forgot that you had told me before, and then I remembered after like after thinking about it that you had told me that there was two different versions. And typically, when you have two, you know, like a director's cut or a producer's cut of a movie, there will be you know the the changes are minuscule. Yeah. Yeah. It's like here well, and here and there, little bits that they wanted to keep in, something that hit the cutting room floor, that you know, a deleted scene or something. This is way different. Do you want some history? Yes, I do. Um, I'm going to reference this right now before I forget. If you're ever interested in learning about the history of the Halloween movies as we got them on screen, yeah, this is the most invaluable book you could ever possibly buy. Taking Shape. It's called Taking Shape. Uh, there's two of these out now. This one is all about uh, Taking Shape One is all about the movies that were actually released. Mm-hmm. Taking Shape Two is a deep dive on all the movies that never were. Cool. It's all the drafts that were written, all the ideas that never came to fruition, all yeah. that, which is super interesting. But Taking Shape One is the most invaluable book you could possibly have on the entire franchise of Halloween. It deep dives. There's interviews. It's everything. It's fantastic. There's so much information in there that most people don't know. It's absolutely fascinating. Um, one of the things I learned from from the book is that Halloween 6 is was a case of, well, after Halloween 5, Mustafa Akkad, who has owned the rights to Halloween forever, mm-hmm. uh, after Halloween 5, he no longer owned the rights. Uh, the rights were back up for grabs. And... Uh, uh, Mufasta, Mufasta Akkad, Mustafa, M- Mustafa Akkad was in a bidding war with John Carpenter to get the rights back. Uh-huh. Uh, Akkad won, which is unfortunate because I feel like John Carpenter could have definitely taken the series <laughs> in a much different direction. Uh-huh. But um, Akkad won, and he ended up partnering up with Miramax, the Weinstein's, to put no, Dimension. Well, Dimension is a subsidy of Miramax. Oh, so, um. Was it? Yes. I, this is the this yes. Halloween six was the first one that opened with the dimension. Well, um, yeah. Well, it was definitely Weinstein. So yes, dimension was a was a subsidy of Miramax. Okay. They put out their horror movies, and I, I think in that kind of stuff. So essentially, what happened was though is that you had the Akkads versus the Weinstein's. Uh, both had different ideas of what they should do with the movie, and they worked together for a while until the. Final cut went to test screenings, and the test screenings were not good. So basically what happened was the wine scenes took over, uh, fired a whole bunch of people, didn't let a bunch of people back, reshot half the movie, and what we got was the Weinstein's version, best version possible the Weinstein's could put out uh, in terms of what they wanted. The producer's cut is more in line with what Akkad wanted. Right. And that's basically where your two cuts come from. The producer's cut for the longest time was only available on bootlegs. Like it was like a con kind of thing. Like you go to a, a Comic-Con, you might find the bootleg producer's cut of Halloween, Halloween 6. Mm-hmm. 
That's what it was. Uh, and then it wasn't until Scream Factory got the rights and they actually re-put together the producer's cut, finished it, re uh, like re-transferred everything. And there's a good, solid cut of the movie that's out now that you can watch both versions of it. Uh-huh. Um, and there's huge differences, which we'll get into. Uh, but that's like a, 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 a very quick, generalized version of what happened. The um, I, I, again, highly suggest that book. It goes into great detail about what happened. It's fascinating. Um, if you're, if you're interested in that kind of thing, uh, directed by a guy named Joe Chappelle, who would go on to do, you was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. <laughs> uh, he was the director of Phantoms, but, uh, and amongst other things. I don't know if I've ever actually seen Phantoms. Oh, it's so good. Is it really? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. Oh, sweet. Um, six years after Michael Myers last terrorized Haddonfield, he returns there in pursuit of his niece, Jamie Lloyd, who has escaped with her newborn child for which Michael is a mysterious cult have sinister plans. Mm-hmm. That's about as non-confusing as the plot will get. Right. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's start off with the math here, right? Yep. Let's start off oh, with the... Oh, it's bad math. Let's start off with the math. It's really bad. It's math. bad math. Well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> What version are we talking about? Because that, right off the bat... Both versions take place six years. They do. After... Only one version explains one thing, though. Mm, no. Yes. No. Correct. So the... If you're getting at what I think you're getting Let's at. do the math here first. So at the end of uh, Halloween 4... Or yeah. 5, rather. Yes. At the end of Halloween 5, Jamie Lloyd... Correct. Danielle Harris. Yep. Nine years old. Um, no, at the end of at the end of five, oh wait. Six years passed since the end of five. Jamie was seven in Halloween four. She was eight in Halloween five. Okay. Yeah. So even worse. Yep. <laughs> six years have passed. That would so she's put, that 15. would put her at She's fifteen in Halloween six. Didn't eight you years. just say seven or eight? Eight. Six years passed. No, that, so that would make her fourteen. Six years after eight years old is fourteen. Yep, yep, you're right. You're 100 percent correct. I could have swore she was nine, but she either was, way, she was either eight. way, it's horrible. Uh so 14 year old Jamie is now so six years have passed. That would make Jamie 14 or 15 years old. Yep. Whatever. Doesn't Giving matter. Birth to a child. She's now pregnant. Yep. Uh gives birth to a child, which means she was probably impregnated at the age of 13 or 14. Yep. Depending on what your math is. Uh, and depending on what you were just saying, depending on what version of the movie you watch, she was impregnated by her Uncle Mike. Uh, the Weinsteins really, really liked the whole Uncle Rape version. The theatrical version never said that. They uh, never, the theatrical version never actually. Well, the theatrical version is the Weinsteins no. version. Well, theatrical version yes. is the Weinsteins version. Producer's cut is the Mustafa cut version. Yes. 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 Oh, fuck. Yes. Okay. Are you? Did you get no, all your shit twisted up? I. Well, Are all of your very, notes twisted? No. It's very easy <laughs> to get all of the shit twisted. So. It's very easy. But you um, just you just said that one of the one no, of the versions actually, one of the versions makes that clear, and I actually think that both of the no, versions make that clear. It's not. No. One of them does. One of them doesn't. And now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like it's the producer's cut. That makes that more clear. The producer, the producer's cut comes right out and says it. Now I will but say this: in the, the theatrical the, version, my notes, I literally did the math right off the bat because I assumed that that's what was happening. Right. 
So yes, you're well, right. The theatrical cut opens with you hear it's it's a bunch of like shitty flashes of Michael's face, and then you see Jamie Lloyd's face, and then you hear her go, "Please, Uncle Michael, don't hurt me." And then suddenly she's pregnant. Yeah. So it's very strongly implied. It is implied. (laughs) Implied implied that he is the father of the child. Unfortunately, in the producer's cut, it's not just implied. It's straight up said. Oh, it's said. Yes. Like they wanted that in there. Right. Which is gross. It's gross. Yeah. 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 On so many levels. I mean, who would fuck Michael Myers? Uh, probably, <laughs> pro- probably my wife. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, no, it's gross though, and it's a weird plot point, and it's a it's a stain on the series. I feel like, like that's a weird thing you don't come back from. Wait, hold on. Out of you know, out of these two versions of this movie, that that point is a stain on this series. Having rapist incest uncle Michael is a stain on the series. Yes. The... <laughs> I'm saying just that part is a stain on I'd the series. A, I'd say that at the top of the stains. It's at the top. Just... It's definitely floating toward the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's not the only stain on the series. It's not the only stain on the series. So continuing, uh, Jamie is now pregnant. You Both versions of the movie open up with her in labor, Yeah, about to give birth. She gives birth to a child and uh, is helped out by a woman, a, a woman who is sympathetic toward her plight. Who wants to help her escape? She escapes with the child, is stalked by Michael, uh, and you know, this is this is where the whole movie kind of kicks off. Hilarity ensues. The hilarity <laughs> ensues. Uh, so, what else do we have going on here? Um, so the movie basically picks up where you have the Strodes, uh, the cousins of Laurie Strode. Uh, the main your main characters are. Um, are what's well blah, 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 what are the names here? Uh, Kara Strode. Kara, why is Kara not in my cast list? I really don't know. I don't. Oh wait, because I'm not at the top. Yep, Kara Strode and her brother uh, or her son, rather Danny. Danny. And then uh, Kara's adopt uh, Kara's brother, Tim. Uh, Tim. They're the main like uh, kids, if you will, in this movie. Um, the mother is Deborah and John, named after. Deborah Hill, John Carpenter yeah. from the first movie. John's, a, John's an absolute cockbag. Do you think that was a an <laughs> absolute was that an, was that a call out to the real John Carpenter? I don't think so. <laughs> there were a lot of call outs to certain things, which I'll which I'll touch on. Yeah, later. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of call outs to certain things that happened in real life, which is actually interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think that was. I think that was just an ode. Yeah, that was just sure. straight up an ode to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, John John's an absolute dick bag. He's a he's a wife abuser patriarch of the family douchebag whatever yeah, just an absolute asshole um I, I love how Kara though she's not the virginal damsel in distress she's a single mother and she's in college yeah. not a teenager not a virgin not any of the things that you would typically think of in slasher fair total babe by the way love that um kind of yeah no she's unsuspecting a, babe it's the it's the curly red hair it's the kid it's the kid. It's the kid. <laughs> you know she's down. You know she's down. <laughs> it's the curly red hair, dude. Yeah, it's it does this, it for you. It's this. It's the second most attractive thing to brunettes. Okay. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just you know it's science. That's scientifically not, proven. That's not. But okay. Scientifically proven by the chemicals in my body. Yeah. In your body, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's it's brunettes, and then it's curly red hair, and then it's uh, uh like chicks who dye their hair that like kind of dusty purple color. And then bald dudes and then blondes. Bald dudes? Yeah. Oh, well, are that's... Are just slightly above blondes. That's, that's fair. <laughs> and I can say this as a former 
blonde guy and a current bald dude. That's the uh, that is the order of attractiveness of hair colors. From the outside, and I can actually probably tell you you're further down the list. Just, just that's fair. That that's yeah. fair. Okay. I trust your. So, so <laughs> young Danny, young Danny is having visions and uh, dreams of the man in black. Well, he's man. hearing, he's hearing voices yes. in particular. Uh, the man in black that you saw in Halloween Five. Which is so they do, they do actually pick up at the end of this, and they make good on their story. It's not surprising. I'll give them that. It's not surprising that he's hearing voices, considering his ears take up like eighty. 80- <laughs> 80% of the real estate on his head. You're a bully. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. The kid's got huge ears, man. Hey, I can, again, uh, I can say this as a person with huge ears. I can say uh, this. I God don't. No, this time I'm just so, being a bully. Yep, yep. So uh, so young Danny, though, is hearing the man in black. Uh, his mother doesn't really believe him. He's he's hearing these voices of, kill, kill for him, Danny. Kill, kill for, for him. him. And this is obviously a callback to the the fifth movie where the man in black is present throughout the entire movie, but you really don't ever get a sense of what his role is in the whole thing. Yeah. Um, which is, I, I feel like, did they know that they were planning on making a sixth movie? They did. Um, I will say this, though, uh, per the, the Taking Shape book. Yeah. Um, nobody fucking knew what the Man in Black was in part five. Nobody. <laughs> so, so they, so so they, the they made story. the movie and then just like hand it off and just see. And oh, they're, yeah. they're just like, hey, see what you can do with the this Man asshole. In, the Man in Black was a studio note from a cod at the end of filming the fifth movie where they only had certain scenes that they had left to shoot and they shoehorned him into the scenes they still had left to shoot. Nobody fucking knew what his. That seems no like, one knew. That seems like such a shit studio note from like a from like a veteran of the Halloween series. Yeah, but Akkad didn't give a shit about that stuff. All he cared about was making money. Like he didn't care about what the fans wanted. He didn't care about or what. Take it back. He only cared about what the fans wanted. Like so, if the fans wanted more Michael Myers, he wasn't going to go in a different direction. He wanted Michael Myers back, which is why four happened. Sure. You know, like he was always all about whatever's going to make us the most money. That's it. That was that's a cod in a nutshell. Even to this day, it's all he cares about. Which making I mean, money off the franchise. I mean, like like paying attention to what the fans want is a good thing doing it well sure doing it specifically just for you know making more money sure i know that sounds shitty to us but it's also you're a filmmaker and the whole point of making films is to make money so it's like sure but but to the actual filmmakers it's about making art sure there's always that clash right uh but i know that the man in black was a studio note to basically add this thing in even though they had no fucking idea what it was none of the writers knew none of the no one knew (laughs) The directors didn't know. The writers didn't know. No one did. Yeah. So that's where we are in this. Yeah. If if we call this the Thorn trilogy, it's not. No. No, it's not. The only movie that has anything to do with Thorn is Six. That's it. Aside from the one little flash of the uh, the mark in Five on Michael's wrist, but no one even knew what that was. Right. That's the thing. Like there, the the whole mythology of Thorn was made up for this movie. Yeah. It was not like a, a conscious decision from the last movie. The only reason that they're all strung together is because they have characters that happen throughout all three movies. Right. That's it. Right. It's the only reason they're connected. Well, aside from this one, this one really, well, I guess Jamie Lloyd. Yeah. Jamie Lloyd is back in it. A- she gets done fucking dirty. She in, in both versions of the movie, she in gets bo- done dirty. In both versions, but I think um, you can def like you see the 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 dimension, the the Weinstein effect in the theatrical version, and like 
It's, well, they want a gore. It's so over the top. Oh, dude. yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Like, this was the most brutal version of, of, of Michael, which... You know, like I've never really thought of Michael until you get to until you get to the zombie series. But like, you never really thought of Michael as a as the zombie series, the Rob Zombie series. Oh, oh, um, or, like zombie uh, Michael Myers. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like you never really think of Michael as like a super sadistic killer necessarily. He's just an efficient killer. Well, that's because of a cod. A cod always wanted Michael Myers to be more suspense and thriller version. And I and is that that's what it's all about. To not me the that's gore. to me that's the more that's that's the spirit of Michael Myers. I don't disagree. Um, so let me like let me, once you get like watching the like watching the 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 Weinstein cut of this movie, it's just like come on man like the you know, if he breaks someone's neck, it's definitely going to rip their head off. And there's definitely going to be like uh spinal cord exposed. If he, he fucking, when he, when he hangs the dad up on the electrical box, his head fucking, ex- his head explodes. Well, that's because he stabbed him through the chest into the electrical box. Therefore, the electrical current was running through his entire body. Hence, the head, head goes pop, but it looked like a fuck. <laughs> it looked like a scene from a Michael Bay film. So dude. let me ask like, you. Let me let me ask you a question. Let's get this out of the way. Sure. Yeah. What did you? How, how, what's your feeling on the theatrical cut of Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers? Sucks. It's garbage. It's a garbage movie. Okay. It's terrible. Okay. Um, there were parts of it that I had fun with, just like any other. Halloween movie like any any movie where you're getting more Michael Myers you're gonna get you're gonna have some fun sure um but overall as a as a as a film in the Halloween franchise yeah. overall it's a garbage ass movie okay yeah okay yeah okay now what hmm? now what what about you how do you what were your feelings I fucking loved it Jesus, dude. <laughs> God. I told you, I told you earlier. It was the first of many bad takes. I, I, I'm, I was thinking about, I was thinking about this movie. Like all of my notes that I, that I took on this, I'm like, I'm expecting to hate this movie. Not hating it yet. I like the mask. Michael Myers looks really good in this movie. The mask, except for what was, I like what it. Was the, what was with the fat Mike hair on it? So <laughs> it at the end, like was that more at the end of the movie? No, it was all throughout. Every so, time you see Michael's silhouette, he's he literally has like the, the full the hairline's a little bit spiky yeah. hair of fat Mike. Hairline's a little bit weird, but the actual face the is, face looked good. is the closest to the original movie that we've ever gotten. The face did look face good. Looks and great. I had that in my notes. The face looked good. The hair was crazy. I have a problem with um so apparently uh, the Weinsteins recast the actor that played Michael Myers for their reshoots at the end of the theatrical version. Oh, okay. Which makes a lot of sense. Because it was because, what? It was Paul Wilbur? Yeah, and they, and they hired somebody else to play him in the reshoots, which okay. makes sense. Because when you see Michael at the end of the movie, he looks really or wimpy. George P. George P. Wilbur, sorry. George Wilbur. Well, whatever. He looks really wimpy at the end of the movie. Like His body type is not... The oh, body type that Michael Myers should be at the end of this movie. Like right at the end when he's standing in the hallway, yeah. he looks like a fucking nerd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that didn't work. But yeah. the mask itself, though, I will say, was very was was good. The mask looked good. It's, it's the except, best mask except since, for the hair. It's the best mask, though, since the first one, I yeah. think. First and second one, I think. Right, right. Um that being said, I hearken this movie for like my love of Jason Goes to Hell. 
It's it, I, oh, I can boy. recognize that they are not the best in the series. I just like them for the sake of I don't know. Like they're just like <laughs> I, I like bad things. I don't know what to tell you. Um I like I, I like bad things too, but when it's part of a I just wasn't let when down by when it the way that a, I thought I was. When going it's part to. of a franchise that you love so much, it's hard to but it's, I don't know, it's, it's hard. because it's, it's, it's different. It's because it's different. It, it, I, I recognize that Michael Myers should absolutely be more suspense, right? Should not be gory, should not be that. But it's the but, lurking. The lurking is what makes Michael really scary. But it's not the killing. If we're going to get the opposite of it, I had a lot of fucking fun with this movie. <laughs> I just did. I I fucking like I killer brutal Michael Myers in this movie was great. The scene at the end, which is part of the reshot third act, yep. where he's fucking committing insane massacre in the hospital. Yeah. And it's like all strobe lighty and Michael's killing oh, in a God, strobe light. Dude. And it felt like it should be in a prodigy video. I hated that. I fucking loved it. Oh like God, I was dude. like, I was like, I don't know why this is so amazing, but it is the, I chunky, hated that. the chunky guitar mixed with the whammy guitar. Oh, Let's dude. go. I loved it. No, all. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the thing is though, there's a fu- that, James, that fucking, James, cause I, 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 recognize I read that. that it's bad. I do. I do. But I still loved it. I read that like <laughs> Harvey Weinstein was like obsessed with rock music and he loved having like rock guitar in his in his scores and stuff. Dude, the shit with the like the the chase scene where Michael's chasing uh um Kara, uh, is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Kara, uh, Kara. Yeah. And Danny back to back to the house and it's just dive bombs. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I was like <laughs> This fucking it. sucks. And it, at the beginning, when Jamie, Lo- so if you compare the if you compare the two the two versions, so you have the uh, the theatrical version, the Weinstein version, yeah. where at the beginning when Jamie gives birth and then the nurse comes back in and gives her a baby and says, "If you want, if you want to save your baby, follow me." And you have the 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 the, the Weinstein version, which is like <laughs> like really cheesy ass guitars, like. It's like gong wow. <laughs> my my compared like fifth compared note? to compared to in that same chase scene, John Carpenter's score, well, the it, original but, Halloween no, score. No, but they sped that up though. They sped up the John Carpenter theme and added a little bit more of a rock element to it, and I liked it. I thought it worked. I really did. My fifth note. Oh, is, oh, in the when they did the electric the electric guitar version of the of the uh, yeah sure yeah we'll call it that yeah it was my, almost like what you would watch live when he's playing live with Cody yeah and, kind of yeah. kind of my my fifth note in the movie is I think I really like the soundtrack the faster version of the theme is really effective I like it works I liked that particular part like the, I love the like no no that part no i fucking loved it (laughs) i fucking i was like dude that's so corny i i i think that i liked the there was like a sped up version of the song where the guitar was actually playing the the halloween i like that but it was all the other shit the dive bombs the weird the weird like western clean guitar like i fucking i was like god that's fucked that's terrible i don't know why i think for me it was just the fact that this movie felt so different than even like even four and five right which to me always like like i liked five a lot i like and i i I like five more than four personally so apparently my my scale goes backwards with everybody else's (laughs) on this um but like i 
the, even those two movies felt different than this movie. And I, and I, I got the impression when this movie first started, my, my very first note when watching this was, okay, so Michael was born in the dream world because it felt like a nightmare in Elm Street movie. It absolutely did. The 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 super dark like boiler room looking hospital, yeah, and the 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 with the colors they used, the the just the overall feeling of it. It felt like an Elm Street movie. It did not feel like a Halloween movie. It felt like an Elm Street movie. And that was why I didn't. That was one of my problems with it. I was like, I this doesn't. I'm not looking at it though as a Halloween movie at this point. This is like an outlier. And I kind of turned my brain off to expecting it to feel like a Halloween movie. And I just kind of let it go. And I had a ton of fun with it. Like I loved it. I really, really did. I know that's an unpopular opinion. That's I fine, also yeah. love Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> I also love the later um, Nightmare movies because of how ridiculous they are. Like I feel like see that's always I feel like, like slasher movies though. The more ridiculous they get, and the more away from their source material, they yes be do they become worse? Yes, <clears throat> but do they have weird charm to them? Yes, and that's where this falls. Sure, that's fine. That's fair. But like with like. Uh, with night with the nightmare movies, it felt like the natural progression of things because you have a dude messing with people in his dream world, and so it it felt completely fine for things to go off the wall a little bit, and sure. for the for things to get goofy. Like you know, he gets bored after a while, so all of a sudden the nightmares are becoming like wacky <clears throat> dreams, right? Sure. Or something like Child's Play, where it's a killer doll. So it would make sense that after a while things would get kind of whimsical. With Nightmare on Elm Street, or with uh, with Halloween and with Friday the Thirteenth, it always, to me, it was uh, like. Don't get me wrong. With Friday the Thirteenth, I like you know I like Jason go uh, Jason takes Manhattan. I like when things got a little wackier. Sure. Um, wackier. Wack, wackier. <laughs> but like with 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 this, just the the over the top like the the gore. It was like a Jason movie. I like gore. It was I, like the gore from a Jason movie, the feeling of a Freddy movie, but it was a Halloween movie. Right. That's what this felt like. Right. And I didn't... It's not like I had the worst time ever watching this this version of the movie, the theatrical version. But to me, it was just like... I don't know. Michael Myers, to me, should stay in the Michael Myers lane. And I know that seems very like... But this whole entire movie wasn't narrow. In the Michael's My- My- Michael Myers line. Michael Myers was a puppet in this movie. In every other movie, he's a force to be reckoned with. In this one, he's a lapdog. And that was another it already. That was another didn't thing. I feel like a Halloween movie. That was another thing I didn't like about it. I mean, we're like progressively throughout this franchise in the first run. It was like you you took it from this extremely scary, like <clears throat> extremely. Uh, you know, mysterious character to turning him into, like you said, sort of a lapdog. And it, I didn't like that. I felt More like so in the producer's cut, I but f- yeah, I felt like it was doing Michael dirty, you okay. know? Okay. Because Michael Myers is supposed to be this unstoppable force, but it turns out he was actually just this puppet the whole time. Sure. If you're, you know, well, if you're really into this. Let's get into why he's a puppet. Uh, one of the characters we have not talked about yet is Tommy Doyle, who returns from the original <sighs> movie, played by, played excellently oh, God. by Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd doing... I didn't mind him. What? I know, I didn't, I know, I get it. Are you fucking 
kidding me, dude? It's part of the bad charm of this movie. Like, I thought that... No, it's just part of the bad. Every part of this movie was bad, which is what makes it fun. <laughs> it was... I, 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 don't, I don't know he, how to describe it. What was he doing, though? <laughs> it was know. like he was trying to do... It, it was like he was trying to do, like, Vincent Price. Like, his version of Vincent... Like, the the... The first, the first time I saw him was when I was eight years old, but I was one of the lucky ones. I, th- I survived. Like, what are you doing, I, dude? I think that his, I think that what he was supposed to be was somebody who was damaged. And I get it. Like, I'm not saying that he pulled it off well. I think that it, I think that it's hysterical. <laughs> I, f- I <laughs> feel like, it's funny. Yeah, it's yeah. funny, but like, it's bad too. It's like, like he was. It, it almost seemed to me like he was trying to match the energy of Donald Pleasance. And in matching that energy, he was trying to match like his cadence and his way of speaking sure. too. But and the weird thing can't... is that Donald Pleasance in this movie was like a teddy bear. Kara, get get Danny, <laughs> get Danny upstairs. I was like, why are you talking like that, dude? I know that's not how you talk. It just seemed it it seemed like so. We'll get back to Donald Pleasance. We'll get back to him. Se- no, I, but... I was talking about Paul Rudd still. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like what? He, like I just didn't. It was so. It can't like he, Paul Rudd's a better actor than that. Sure, and I and I and I know that this is his like first official acting credit, but uh, he can't. He had like two or three other movies that came out in the same year or within a year. Yeah, in which he was much better. So sure. I knew that he already had well, the that, chops. That but it was also like, come down to the directing. I guess, like, I mean, if he's being directed to do something a certain way, that's. Hey, try and sound like a complete asshole. I don't like, kind of. Who knows? <laughs> this is Halloween Six, after all. I just, um, it was bad. It was so bad. I don't know. I, I. But there were little touches of of like the Paul Rudd we know and love now. Like, oh, it's there. Like he would. There was there was like two in both cuts. It was different scenes, but he did this little like weird thing with his head where it was like so Paul Rudd. It was like he would, and it was both times he was looking at Michael. It was one when he was trying to break the doorknob off of the door, and then one when he had stopped Michael with the runes. Oh, and God. he and he looks at and he looks at him and he goes like this. He kind of like that producer. Sh- the producer shakes his yeah. shakes his head a little bit and he does like that typical. It's like he, Paul Rudd literally does that same thing in every yeah. role that he plays, and it's like there he is. The the there version right the, there. the version the of Tommy Doyle is when like, the entire performance of Tommy Doyle in this movie is basically how Paul Rudd acts when he's not being serious in his other roles. Like it's when he's yeah, like, absolutely. It's, like, it's yeah. like when he's when he's making fun of somebody mm-hmm. or he's mocking somebody. That was this entire performance. It almost makes you wonder if <laughs> in all of his subsequent roles as he got older, he thought back to that ver- to that <laughs> maybe to that role he played and he's like that's i'm just gonna troll myself maybe because it was but bad. it really but it is I, but but again the movie itself was so batshit crazy that it fit for me like it just I, it didn't it didn't seem any crazier than anything else that we were witnessing in this movie but he's not i maybe it's like just, that's the thing maybe like, it's just because i've seen him in too many other things but i've like, seen him in just as much as you listening to him try and do that that what was it an accent almost like listening to him try and do that i also just, think it's so distracting i also think that i had heard so many because this is the first time i'd ever seen six i i had seen him or i'd always heard that he was so bad in this movie that going into it, I think I expected something way worse. 
you know? Like, I don't know what I expected, but I think I expected something even worse than that. Really? And how when could, I, and how could it have gotten much worse? I don't know, but, like, <laughs> what I got, though, just wasn't what I was expecting. So, I'm like, it's, it's, it's cheesy and stupid, but I don't care. Like, I'm, whatever, this movie is, this movie is cheesy and stupid, so it fits, it's <laughs> at home. It's, it's, it's part of what I'm watching. Like, it just didn't bother me as much as, as I feel like it should have. I don't know. Just didn't. That's fine. Yeah. Um. But his. Uh. Yeah. So he's Tommy Doyle. Is he intercepts a call somehow that Jamie makes when she escapes? Well, he's listening to the radio show. Barry. Yeah. Barry Sims. He's listening to Barry Sims, which apparently everybody in Haddonfield listens to Barry Sims, and uh, it's the night before Halloween, aka Howard Stern. Right. right exactly. Basically. basically yeah. To be. It's the night before Halloween, and Barry Sims is his. The next night, he on on Halloween, he's going to go and do his show live from Haddonfield because ever since 1989, right? Yeah, when uh, uh, Halloween f- uh, five happened, ever since that night when Jamie Lloyd and Michael disappeared in the explosion in the uh, police station. Halloween has been banned yeah. in Haddonfield. Yeah. And they want to bring and it back. And now there's a group of people. Maybe this is what we need. Maybe we need a protest to bring Ooh. Halloween back. I'm into that. In our area. Bring the trick-or-treaters back. Let's make it authentic by hiring a murderer to come to go on a spree. I like that idea. Yeah, no, that's good. I volunteer. <laughs> okay. <then. laughs> and uh, <laughs> so there's this protest that's happening to bring back Halloween to Haddonfield Barry Sims, the uh, the the famous disc jockey, is coming in to do a live a live broadcast from this area. And what were you? What, why did what did you say that brought us on to Barry Sims? I can't remember. I I lost track of what I was saying. Oh, you said you said uh, you said that he somehow intercepted a call, and it was because oh, they were yeah. listening to the Barry Sims show. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she calls in, and she says, and he's already had like a bunch of wackos call him that night. I don't know that we. I don't. I, this we're so confusing, I'm sure, on this entire episode because there's so much to jump back and forth for. Um, at the end of Halloween Five, you find out in this movie that the Man in Black broke out both Michael and Jamie and kidnapped them. Right at the end of Halloween Five. Right. So Jamie, like we talked about in the beginning, Jamie was held captive <laughs> and all that. She finally breaks loose after she gives birth to her child, steals her child. She's on the run, makes it to a payphone, and for whatever reason, calls. A radio station steals her child, steals her, <laughs> steals her child. But going back real quick, she definitely falls on that baby. Oh yeah, she does. <laughs> I'm like, I saw that. I was like, I guess you don't need to worry about Michael killing her child anymore because it's already dead. She falls right on top Blood of it. Force trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So she makes it to a uh, a bus station. Yeah. And calls this radio station. I think it was because she's been gone for six years. Yeah. She really doesn't know anybody so she hears this radio uh this radio station doing this show about how they're going to go to Haddonfield and talk about Michael Myers and he says call call our number 1-800-96 whatever it's 1-800 you suck which is a great phone number by the way I might try and change my cell phone number to that if I ever can but um she calls in and she says oh he's after a, he's coming back it's michael myers and barry sims basically just blows her off as a as a wacko cuz all the yeah. whack jobs are calling in that night but loomis also just happens to be listening to this he broadcast he doesn't strike me as a howard stern fan 
Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. He like I figured say, he would be sitting in his study listening to you know classical music. But he's it, he's writing his book. And this is we're going back to the beginning of the movie here. But like Loomis is in his country home. He's off the beaten path, or whatever. And quite frankly, beautiful going, place. Going from the Loomis of Part Five, where he was a madman to Loomis of this movie where it kind of seems like he recognized that he went crazy and he stepped away from it. Yeah, he's retired. He's retired now. It's like he's reflected on he's like reflected that I can't go back to that. Like I went crazy like this and that. Right. Like Loomis is a teddy bear in this movie. Yeah. And I think this is my favorite Loomis performance. Like I love crazy Loomis, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like cute old man Loomis is just like oh he was yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was very endearing. He was. Yeah. Even even when he gets into it later on, like, and Donald Pleasance was old in this movie. He died. I mean, died before, literal, this, literally, before the yeah. movie was ended. Right. Or, uh, was was released when they went back to do the reshoots to make the producers cut. Uh, I think. Or no, had, actually, when they went back to do the remi- to to do the uh, theatrical cut, he had died. So the well, the, the producers yeah. the producers cut is the one that yeah, they I put out first for I think test he died audiences. That, yeah, yeah, and so. That was the hard thing about doing the, or am I getting this mixed up? He, I don't, I don't recall if he died before that or if he died after. I know that he died before the movie was released, though. No, so he, how- no, he died. He died because when they went back to do reshoots, I think it was before the theatrical cut went because um, they put out the producers cut to te- test audiences and yeah. it didn't test well. Yeah. So the wine scenes wanted to go back in and basically redo the entire third act. Yeah. But Donald Pleasance had already died. So they so that's why warned him in where they could. That's why and, there's yeah, a lot okay. of weird scenes where like Dr. Wynn is talking to somebody, but it's, you know, Donald Pleasance wasn't there because he had died already. And they had to mix in the scenes where all of the other major characters had already interacted with Donald Pleasance with Sam Loomis. And make it make sense with the rest of the movie. And that's why he's not really in the end of the theatrical cut, aside from the part where he comes out and says, I've got some business to attend to. Like in the whole like in that whole hospital scene at the end of the I I don't know that that was a result of him dying or if he just wasn't written into the script that much. Well, um, that, a, that might be true because I know that in the reading about all this, the nobody ever didn't. said anything about him dying before all that. And I also know that the Weinstein's wanted less of Loomis in this. Movie. Sure, they did. Yeah, because fucking Weinstein's. And, well, and there the, was you know why you know why because uh, Harvey Weinstein couldn't fuck Donald Pleasance, so therefore he couldn't get him to do more. Well, I that's mean, that's what it was. If he played his cards right, I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't very pleasant. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you point ha- is though is Donald Pleasant Loomis in this movie is a different beast altogether. Yeah. Like he is. He's he's a lot more down to earth. He's a lot more. He gets he gets concerned and 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 wants to finish Michael off again. But like, well, that sounds terrible. But <laughs> but he wants he wants to finish the story though and take Michael out. Um, but he's also not the crazy madman that he was in five. I feel like the arc of Donald, I said this last time, the arc of, of Loomis in these movies is more interesting to me than the arc of Michael. Yeah. This movie included because it's like a roller coaster and this movie's kind of the drop off where he yeah, comes he, down. He like, slowly, he slowly gets driven, driven crazy to madness. Part five is the, the epicenter of the madness. Yeah. And then from there he kind of comes down. Tapers off. Yeah. And granted the only one movie after that he's in, but, but Yeah. Uh, and and I love that. 
I love that. Uh, Donald Pleasance in this movie is fantastic to me. Um, yeah, I do agree. I, I loved him in this movie. He was really good. Uh, so getting back to the, uh, so basically this, this protest happens and at this point, uh, it's, it's been confirmed that Jamie Lloyd has escaped. Yep. She's found dead in a barn at the, uh, in Haddonfield. Yes. Why would you go back to Haddonfield? Well, I, you know? I don't know. Like, that's the worst place to go. But also, she was nine years old when she got kidnapped, so maybe it's the only place she knows. And we're talking about Also, how does, she, how, how does she know how to drive a car? Because she was only nine years old when she was kidnapped. That's a good point. She got her magical driving did, ability well, well, from Michael. Michael. <laughs> Michael knew how to drive a car, so I so guess it's just inherent her. in the in that family. <laughs> like they know how to drive cars. And we're talking about theatrical version right now, right? Uh, b- well, both really, because she makes her way back there. She's but oh, her, oh, oh. This this is the first big change this between is, the two the two parts. And I didn't know about this, and this one caught me off guard. So she in the uh, theatrical version, she's murdered. Big time. Brutally by Michael Myers. Brutally. And that's one of those ones where I was like, he seems more sadistic in this one, like, because he's already killed her. Yeah. Like, he 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 impales her on this, like, hay, hay baling thing. And yeah. then she says, you can't have the baby, Michael. And then he pushes her even farther down and on it. And then turns the And then turns on. the thing on so that it just, like, completely shreds her Shreds insides. her guts. It's yeah. like. what a, She has the worst arc of any heroine in any movie ever. You ever notice that? Explain. She <laughs> I will. Okay. Um, I'm going to read this from the Taking Shape book because okay. they illustrate this a lot more than I ever could. All right. And I, I was reading this today and I'm like, this is heartbreaking, but a perfect way to describe how shitty Jamie's life was. <laughs> it says, uh, looking back over the Return Revenge Curse trilogy, it's clear that Jamie has suffered one of the most unforgiving journeys of any character in horror film ever. Orphaned as a young child, she's hunted by her serial killer uncle and even briefly possessed by him when she attacks her foster mother. Jamie is subs- uh, subsequent- subsequently Subsequently. Subsequently, there we go. Hospitalized and loses the ability to speak. The following year, she finds her suffering from debilitating nightmares and panic attacks. Her uncle reappears to murder her dog and foster sister. (laughs) Jamie is soon kidnapped and held captive for six years, during which time she is raped by her uncle. Nine months later, she gives birth to an under gives birth in an underground prison that she manages to escape. Her uncle then follows after her, stabs her in the gut. She sometimes survives only to be shot in the head while asleep by the man in black. Now that is a bleak life devoid of any joy and happiness. (laughs) Her arc... All by the age of 15. Yeah, her arc, especially in the producer's cut, is fucking dark. Yeah. There is nothing good about this little girl's life. Yeah. At all. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I, like, like when you put it that way, you never really, you don't think about it that because you don't connect. I, it's, it's hard to not disconnect uh, this movie from five because when you saw her in five, Danielle Harris was just a little girl. Sure. And in this movie, even though she's supposed to be playing a 15 year old, she looks much older. Yeah. And there's, so it's hard to not disconnect those two things. But when you really, when you lay it out like that, that's, that's horrible. Oh, it's awful, yeah. That's horrible. Apparently, Daniel Harris wanted to come back and play the role in this, and there was a dispute over paying her, like, five grand or something like that. Like that, it was, really? it, Yeah, it was stupid. Weird. Um, 
they wanted someone that looked maybe a little bit older, I guess. I don't know. I'm sure Danielle Harris still looked young at that point. I can see. Even though she was like 17 when this movie was made, but still. That's kind of why I thought they did it. Was They went with an older actress because they wanted people to not really think about the fact that she possible. was only supposed to be 15 yeah, years it's, old. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. But but I know that Danielle Harris wanted to come back for it, but they didn't They didn't invite her back for it. So there was like a weird thing about it. Yeah, that's dumb. There's... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, but yeah, yeah, her her arc is absolute dog shit. Like <laughs> like in in the worst possible way. Yeah. Like absolutely. they did this girl dirty. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, um yeah. And it's it's weird too. I don't know, like I you could have brought her back. I I I understand why they didn't because they wanted to ho- do the whole baby thing. And if you brought Danielle Harris back, it would be it would be very weird. Sure. Because when she was casted in Rob Zombie's first movie, she was what, in her 30s? She was playing a different character, but yeah. My point is, she was in her 30s, and she still looked like she was 17 oh, or yeah. 18. Yeah. So like, she probably still looked like a child at this point. Yeah, so, so I, I do like, understand that. But like, rewrite it. Bring Danielle Harris back. Like, if well, she wants the original to, and, drafts, and don't, you know, don't have Michael put a baby in her i know that one of the original drafts she didn't die at the beginning and she actually was in part of the ending where she had a face-off with michael and told tommy doyle and loomis to save her baby and she ended up taking the, the fall to save the rest of them like there's but that there's, still would have involved her having a baby which would have been just like yeah well don't well, get me wrong coming from coming from the wine scenes it would have been perfectly fine because they're I want to well, say Harvey's that, a disgusting creep. But. Sure, I want to say that version of the original script, though, it was Wynn's baby, not mm. Michael's. Which Wynn is Still already, which Wynn's already set up as his... a di- diabolical character. Right. It doesn't make it much better, but it's better than her uncle raping her, I suppose. Both are disgusting, sure. awful. Sure. Like I don't know. Don't. It's, here's the thing: is like I don't really understand. Here's the thing I don't understand about this um, this particular storyline. They had to in 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 this storyline they had to impregnate Jamie so that her baby could be sacrificed. Michael was going going to because this is the whole cult of Thorn thing. Like they wanted to pass on uh, Michael's powers to a new child. This is in the producer's cut. And the reason the reason they not the theatrical cut. The reason they wanted to do this was oh, so. The reason they, what was the reason for um, having to have a baby to sacrifice? Because Jane, in which version? This is where, and this is important to say because the third act changes everything about that. And in the so in the theatrical in, in the theatrical release, what was the point of the baby? Um, in the was there thea- any point in the theatrical release? They talk about how they genetically altered Jamie's baby to take over for Michael. Okay. In the, in the producer's cut, it was Michael had to kill the rest of his lineage to then end his curse, and then they were going to sacrifice the baby, Jamie's baby, to then put the new curse on Danny. I think is what the story was. Yeah, so it's all very convoluted. So that so that version definitely doesn't make sense because if he just needed to wipe out his lineage, kill to Jamie. Pass, just yeah, kill, kill Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, yeah. What's there's the point no of the reason. There was no there's reason not. to have the baby. Yeah, there's not. Um, there's not. And in the theatrical version, it was g- genetically modified 
I mean, that version was just so fucking stupid. It, it, it does just... no. There's no sense. There's that's one of the reasons. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons why I like it is because, <sighs> and, and again, I I understand this is a terrible, terrible, terrible take. I'm not defending this at all. I'm just telling you how I felt. It it start it's it stopped making so much sense that I just stopped caring, and I think I simply let my my visual and emotional like sense take over where I'm watching this and I'm just like my this feels nothing like a Halloween movie. If this was if this was anything other than Michael Myers, I'd love this movie because it's a batshit crazy supernatural slasher movie. Sure. That makes no sense. Sure. And there's a lot of movies that I love that are like that. Sure. So on those merits, I'm like I just, I'm just liking what I'm seeing. Like, I'm, I'm no longer connecting it to anything else. I'm no longer <laughs> caring about the original Halloween. I'm just watching it for what it is, and it's a fucking fun ride. Like it, it is. <sighs> it's a fun ride. It's, it's like there were, you were there talking were, about. There were fun parts, but the whole like, ride, it was like. Bleh. Earlier today, we were talking about how. Um, what was it Bella Thorne in uh, in uh, what what were we talking about? It was Bella Thorne. Oh, in, babysitter, but she oh in she's in she was in that divinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're like 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 even somehow like the chick that's kind of like super trashy can still be hot. This is the super <laughs> trashy movie of the Halloween franchise that is still like desirable for some reason. Oh God! <laughs> like that's see the, to me that's that would, the best way that I can describe it. To me, that would be the Rob Zombie movies. Well, well, sure. That's super trashy. That's but like still Jerry desirable. Springer trashy, though. It's a little bit different. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Um, but like, but you get what I'm saying, though. There's just something that's like so off-putting, yet in the same way, it's still attractive for some reason. Yeah. That's this movie for me. I don't know what I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, I, it just like. Nothing makes sense. Like the the whole and the, everything they set up in the theatrical version, there's no payoff to anything. They just they just give you stuff and expect you to go with it without any rhyme or reason, without any explanation, without anything. And it's it's just there. Well, and, and with all the weird like fade to black cuts and stuff like that, it it, it was so jarring that it's like. I you and never we were, we were supposed I, I to never... check that out and we didn't, but I don't know if that's in the actual blu-ray version or not or if that was just the weird version that we watched on yeah AMC. We'll, we'll make that a correction for next week yeah I, I, that was weird because it, it if it's not if it's not like that then okay you can put a couple you can put a couple points back on top but like yeah but still even then it's just i don't know yeah what it we're just, talking about is we watched the amc version on uh, amazon and every 10 minutes or so there's a fade out and a fade in like it was cutting for a commercial break. Yeah. And then at the very end of the movie where the credits roll, they they did that whole like like two thirds and then the bottom third of the screen. Yeah. You basically watch the rest of the movie play out on the top two thirds of the screen. And then the credits are going super fast underneath like it's yeah. like it's playing for time on TV. It's a weird, very weird cut. Because I was watching it and I clicked but on it the- it still had all the nudity and the cursing was, and everything else. Yeah, so it couldn't, so it have, couldn't been have been a TV, been for TV cut. Unless it was yeah, for like Showtime. No, and then Showtime doesn't have no so that's yeah just, it's bizarre I don't, I don't like i don't know and so i was watching for that in the producer's cut i was like did they leave these weird fades to black in there because there must have been some reason that they did that and no it was just no. regularly yeah. edited and i was like that's so much cleaner yeah i don't because like, every quite time they would that. do a, a fade to black it would come back basically in the in the same spot where all the the same cuts would be in the producer's cut like where the same edits would be yeah but it 
it wouldn't have that weird fade fade out fade in and i just sat there it going seemed like, very intentional why why did you do this it doesn't yeah. seem like it does, it seemed completely unnecessary you know what i mean yep um the theatrical cut also was much more the the colors were more saturated oh yeah so it didn't feel it was, at all like a halloween movie no, in that the, respect either the theatrical cut felt through and through like a 90s horror movie yeah another reason that i kind of liked it cuz i I have a weird love for like weird '90s horror movies that don't really land. Like the like <laughs> like the the there, there's cutscenes right like in between two two scenes they'll do that thing where it's like a bunch of strobe effects with like shing 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 with like oh nice you flashing like or that I don't it's not that I, it's not that I like it it's just comforting like it's a weird it's like comfort food for horror oh, movies because no. I because because I love movies like. Like um uh, um uh, why can't I think of the, the urban legend or like those old like those those mid nineties movies that are really bad I do but too. there's still something about them that's appealing that's what this movie was to me I do too but it was like when they would do that with like original IP it was it but was that's more what they were it, like to emulate if, I get it but it's like I'm not saying it's good <laughs> to, uh, listen to me it's like. To me, it's like if a if a series starts in the middle of one decade, you should. I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe you could probably you could probably think of other franchises to give me examples and completely prove me wrong. But I feel like if you have one sort of vibe that starts in the middle of one decade, there should be a little bit of a through line. Mm, Contin- I disagree. If continuing a, on, if it's the same, if it's the same, if, if they're following though the same time time being passed, like if the first movie <clears throat> took place in 1979, for example, right? Second movie takes place in the mid 80s. It's going to feel like an 80s movie. If the third movie takes place in the 90s, it's going to feel like a 90s movie. But it doesn't have to. Sure, it does. If, if you're going by the same span of time, you're not going to make a movie that feels like well, the 70s and well, the 90s. Like visually, as far as the characters are concerned and stuff like that, yes, yeah, 70s, 80s, and 90s is going to feel different. But like, you can still make the film to be in the spirit of the original. Oh, so without gonna... throwing in all that like garbage ass, like the quick cuts with the weird shots of Michael's knife. Like whenever they needed to do a transition, it would just go quick, 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 and you just see Michael's knife. And I was just like. Dude, don't do that. Next, like, you're going to tell me that Batman Forever didn't need all the neon lights and everything. No, I won't because Batman Forever was <laughs> exactly. awesome. <laughs> exactly. 90s, baby. Um, but that's different because each one of those movies is a completely different thing. Like the so Halloween. the Halloween movies, The Halloween though. movies are all, they're all following the same. The, Halloween, the, Halloween one and two are sort of the same. Halloween three was a complete departure. Well, obviously, Halloween four was a complete departure. Halloween five was a complete departure. None of the Halloween movies feel the same. But you're still following the same. But you're still following the same, uh, like group of characters from movie to movie, sort of. You know, you are, but they're like not. with Batman. You're just and also but Batman the, and also no Batman and also Batman's a comic book character, so it's it makes sense for, you know, it make like the stylistic changes make more sense. I with I don't know with a movie like this. I feel like this movie didn't establish any kind of a through line to even follow, to to have something like a guideline to go off of because none of them did. Well, maybe it should have. 
Well, that's that, that's <laughs> neither here nor there, though. Maybe it should have. I agree, but I don't know. Like Halloween one and two and three and four all feel they all feel similar to me. Yeah. Even if there's not like yeah, there are some like stylistic changes, but they all feel similar. Once you got into five and six, there was. Uh, and even five to a certain extent grew like lumped in with the first four better. This one just was like fucking off the rails, just yeah. way oh, yeah. different than everything else. Did you did you feel like the reveal of Win as and I'm talking about the theatrical version more so here, the reveal of Win being the bad guy, the man, it, the man in black. Did it not just feel like the reveal in a Scooby Doo? episode no 100 percent. like yeah. this movie did have an overarching feeling of scooby-doo to it a little bit <laughs> yeah like oh he's the man of the mask who's under the mask Arr, i would have gotten away with it too <laughs> if it wasn't for you you kids and your baby like <laughs> like it definitely had that feel to it right um again didn't hate it it was just stupid and ridiculous just add it to the pile of ridiculousness um but it really, it really did. It, it, and it, it's, it's just a bizarre, it's such a bizarre choice for this movie. So between the two cuts, which one would you say you liked better? You like the I like the theatrical, theatrical cut. I really do. <laughs> the, I, 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 I understand the producer's cut and what they were going for. And I think that I would say that I liked the producer's cut more if it wasn't for the ending. The ending of the producer's cut is balls. Oh, it is absolute balls and before we get there yeah why don't we transition into the differences between the two because we've been going back and forth a lot and it's right. probably very confusing um the, what what let's talk about the main changes between the two movies okay so let's let's try if we can to start at the beginning okay the first big one would be the death of jamie right uh, in the in the theatrical version, she gets thrown on the hail baler, guts apart her insides, and she's dead. Right, right. it's very gory, whatever. Yeah. In the producer's cut, Michael stabs her, and then Loomis and Wynn show up. There's a whole thing with the cops or whatever. They see the big thorn burn, very very specific. Yeah. Burn. How did he do that? I think he had a stencil. He had a stencil and, and, a, and, a, and a blowtorch, <laughs> and it was a very controlled burn. It really was. And Loomis, it's actually impressive. I hate it too. Loomis says that's his mark. He's how, never how seen that mark. Would, how would you know that, dude? <laughs> He's literally never mentioned the mark in any other movie ever. And he never. He not. Uh, even in movies where the mark was, he's never yeah, mentioned it. <laughs> and he never saw the man in black. Like he didn't know anything about the cult of Thorn. Nope. Nope. So how would you know that was his mark? That's well, bullshit, dude. I guess I guess six years of retirement, you learn some things. That's, that's <laughs> I guess it, I, I guess he could have been researching sure. some stuff. Sure. But so he, it was, I okay. Listen, if you would have to go all the way back to the beginning, right? And you would have to assume that Loomis, even if he had no knowledge of the cult of Thorn, with his twenty years of uh, looking after Michael at um, Smith's Grove, he would have seen that thing on his wrist. Yeah. That's assuming that this is all canon, you know, like it's all... You would think. Right? Would so think. he would have seen that thing. I, I, I guess. He does seem but, very familiar with it at the very end, too, when Paul Rudd's just like, I think that he's controlled by this rune. And then, as you heard in the... He uh, Thorn. Thorn! Yeah. <laughs> So like I, I guess the idea is that he knows about it even though it's never been mentioned in the right. other movies. 
Um, so but, there's that. There's a so Jamie doesn't so die. Jamie doesn't die. The, She's just stabbed in the producer's cut. They find her. They take her to the hospital, which. And then once she's in the ho- oh, hold on. yeah once she's in the hospital she's there for a bit and then the man in black comes and just unceremoniously pops her in the head with a silencer pew, pew. she dies from a gunshot to the head not even from Michael yeah which is so balls, di- so disrespectful which, in dude. fairness that's a strike against the producer's cut for me that's balls Michael should have killed her I'm not saying that the way that they did it in the theatrical cut is the way I would have done it right but at least it's by Michael's hand right. In that, right. Um, now, this also though, because that seems like that's the intention of the cult of Thorn is to have Michael kill his bloodline. Yeah, that should have been the end of it. Yeah. That, yeah. So, so this is though. There's a there's a plot hole in the theatrical cut where, since Michael kills her in the barn and the hay baler, later on when Tommy Doyle shows up to the hospital with the baby. You have no idea why Loomis is at the hospital. Yeah, there's no He's reason just for there. Him, right. There's no reason for him to be there. Exactly. It's because in the producer's cut, he was there to come check up on Jamie in the hospital. Right. So without knowing that, there's a, there's a bridge gap. Makes more sense now. Yeah. Even though it really doesn't in that world context of that movie, it still doesn't make sense. But at least you understand in the editing aspect of it why he was there. Right. Um. What's the what's the next big, uh, uh, big change? I'm looking at my notes here because I wrote a bunch of them down. Um, oh, in the very beginning, Loomis talks about how he had a skin graft to get rid of the scars on his face. That's that in is, the, that's in the producer's it's cut. In the producer's cut, not the theatrical cut. It's a little 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 thing, but he was all fucked up before. Because that's now the, yeah, like when not. I was watching the theatrical cut and I saw Loomis for the first time, I was like, oh, his face has healed up really nicely. Yep. And then they just move oh, on. They don't say anything. Surgery. Yeah, he says something to win about. Oh, I got plastic. I got plastic surgery, and at least I don't scare people anymore. Yep. I, it's it. Why did they take that out? It seems like such a. It, it was literally ten seconds. Why take that out? You know. I I don't know. Because anybody watching the theatrical cut who had been a fan of the series before that would be like, why is his face not all fucked up anymore? Yeah. Right. I, I, I Why really take that out? Know. It doesn't make any sense. There was also a difference in um in the beginning when Kara's dad is being a complete dick and then Danny pulls a knife on her. Yeah. In the theatrical cut, he just pulls a knife on her. On right. him. In the producer's cut, excuse me, you see Michael Myers outside of the house, like almost like pre- No, you see the man in black. You see the man in black, thank you. He says, outside he of the says, house kill for him. Talking to him, which yeah. also explains why he's doing that. Right. It's not just him pulling a knife because he's crazy. He's hearing the voices. Right. So that's another point for the producer's cut Uh, in in explaining things. Also, I would say another point for the producer's cut just from a completely aesthetic... I don't know if it's aesthetic. It's uh, just like from a a likability standpoint, the beginning, the... uh, At the beginning of the movie... The voiceover is done by Donald Pleasance yeah. in the producer's cut, well, as opposed to Paul Rudd doing his stuff, horrible Vincent Price impression. The stuff that Paul Rudd reads is literally supposed to be from Donald Pleasance or from Loomis's journal. Right. So why would he even have that? Right. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. This is just more to build this nonsensical version of the movie they're making. And it's such a weird, it's such like it's such a weird change. Why make that change? Yeah. It was obviously better with. 
with uh, Loomis doing it. Yep. So why in, make that change? In the producer's cut, um, Kara's mom, Kara and, and um, Tim's mom, she she's still a little bit of a pushover when it comes to John, but she does talk back to him a little bit. Like mm-hmm. her character's a little bit stronger in the producer's cut. They take that out in the theatrical where she just seems like she is a abused wife and that's it. Well, it's because that's the way the wine scenes like they're women. Well, no, there's, <laughs> there's that. There's that. <laughs> um, but in the in the producer's cut, though, she's on the phone with them and she's talking back to him. And she's or there's a scene where they're talking and she's like, you can't do this and blah, blah. Like she's actually talking back to John, yeah. which changes her character just that one scene, I feel like changes her character completely. Yeah. In how like, I don't want to say pathetic, but how pathetic she is. You know, right. in ter- in terms of of that, um, what else we have here? There's, um, ba 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 ba. This is why he's at the hospital. Extended scene between, uh, oh, there's the extended scene between Loomis and Mrs. Strode when Loomis first comes to the house. Mm-hmm. In the producer's cut, explains yep. more why he's there, what the house was. Right, because she didn't. More. She didn't know that. Like all of the family except for the dad, who's a real estate agent didn't know that they were living in the in the um, Myers house. Yeah. So and and all of the terrible things yeah. that had happened there. And then the producer's cut explains, "Oh, you knew that this was happening. You knew this was here." Which why does the house look like a crack house? Like there's a there's a the back half of a pickup truck sitting on the front lawn filled with shit. Like they 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 presume they presumably had this house on the market to sell it. And then when this Strode family <laughs> moved in, they brought half of a truck with them and filled it with shit. Well, they moved in because they couldn't sell the house. I know, but the house was staged to look nice and well, sell, right? Well, like, I so guess. that would imply that the Loomis or the the uh, the Strode family brought half of a truck with them. Yeah, and filled it with shit on the front lawn. Sure, they're okay. Maybe they're trash people. Question I don't know. for you: What did you think in any version of this movie? That John might have been in on the cult of Thorn. No, I never picked up on that. I picked up on one little thing that made me question it. What was that? There is a scene where he is up in the hallway and he's walking past his uh, walking past part of the hall, and there is a black trench coat and a black hat on the coat rack behind him. Oh, and it really and. and it really makes me wonder if that's supposed to sort of symbolize that John knew about all this stuff, hmm. and that's maybe why he took the house over or whatever. Hmm. It's not explained in any version. It's not even anything that's pointed to. But I noticed that he was in the same scene as a black trench coat and a black hat behind him on the wall. Sure. And it made me wonder. Like, hmm. was he a dick because he was trying to nudge Facilitate something? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Who knows? And that, but why would they? Why would they take him out then? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, because <laughs> Mike, because Michael Myers just kills anybody apparently. I or because he was supposed to keep the family together in the house, and he didn't do his job. So, yeah, they just they're like you're you're no use to us anymore. Yeah, so they offed him. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else did we have? What what, what um, other differences? Let's see here. Um, apparently. In the full screen version of this, when Mrs. Blankenship, who is Tommy, so Tommy Doyle lives in the halfway house across mm-hmm. the across the street, the boarding house across the street. Mrs. Blankenship is the woman that runs the house. In the full screen version of the movie, when she lifts the knife up mm-hmm. at the end of the movie, you can actually see 
a thorn mark on her wrist. Oh, really? In none of the widescreen versions can you see it because it gets cut out. Really? It's interesting. It's the only time I've ever heard of a widescreen version showing more, or a full-screen full screen. version showing more than a widescreen, which I thought was just very, very interesting. Because you get more of the vertical and less of the... Yeah. The horizontal, so yeah. so this brings us to the end of the movie where the biggest changes are. Yeah. Uh and in the in the theatrical cut it's definitely more of the cult is not really a cult and it's more of like a scientific thing and it's more of a hospital setting than anything else. Like I said the baby is genetically altered and this, right. this and that. Right. The producer's cut has barely any hospital stuff at the end of it whatsoever and they and they filmed or the the original stuff was all in the basement of the church, and there's all the cult people. Hospital. Or the hospital, sorry. Yeah. There's all the all the cult people around. It's in their their ceremonial space. And this is where uh Tommy Doyle just has his uh his dice that he rolls on the ground that are apparently are runes and <laughs> he says he says, Sam Hain. <laughs> By the way, dude, this is like he's done all this research for years and found out all about the cult of thorn yeah. and he's tracked the appearance of this constellation in the sky. Learn how to say that word properly. Come on. I mean, I know that they, they say Sam Hain because they think audiences are stupid, but come on, say the word properly. It's, it's Sawan, right? Sawan. Sawan. Yeah. Uh, like, come on. <laughs> But even still, though, even if he would have said it right, it doesn't make any sense. He just like it's like he's playing a fucking dice game. He throws the dice, Sawan, and then suddenly Michael Myers is completely. Oh, dude, that whole like, thing. Oh it's my god, so anticlimactic. When he and looks, this is why the producer's cut Loomis, sucks. <laughs> when he looks at Loomis earlier in that, uh, in, in like a couple scenes before, and he's like, "Mate," and he's doing his shit voice that he's doing throughout the entire. The uh the the rune the rune of thorn holds the darkness in, and so maybe there's other runes that can hold in the light or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah. And and he just happens to know the one that's supposed to stop Michael, and so he like well, cuts he his is, hand open and fucking. He does show in in the boarding room, uh, his room at the boarding house though that he's done his research on this. So if anyone's gonna know, it's gonna be Tommy Doyle. Okay, fine. I'll give him that. Fine, fine. But that's the worst fucking ending, dude. Like the fact that Michael's coming at him, this is the most this is the most frightening. This is the shape, dude. It's yeah. the shape. Yeah. One of the most intimidating horror char- characters of all time. And literally all he does is look at him and say, Sam Hain. And, and he fucking throws dice on the ground. He would be <laughs> really good at craps. He would just be throwing seven. Sam Hain. Sam Hain. Luckiest guy Sam ever. Hain. <laughs> and he just Michael just stops in his tracks, and then he just gets up. He does his little Paul Rudd he head shake thing, him. and he just fucking. He could have killed him at any point. Here's a guy. It's a stupid horror. Here's a guy. Here's a guy who's stupid. <laughs> it's typical horror movie like hero syndrome. Yeah, where like, why would you... the enemy's in front of you? You can absolutely unmask him and kill him right there. And ter- instead, he turns tail, run turns tail, runs the fuck away. And like, and then like you said. So anticlimactic. Oh, yeah. He walks out and Loomis goes, what happened? And he goes, the power of the rune stopped him just like I thought they would. 
Cool, dude. Yeah. That's no, fun. no, no wonder that that version of the movie failed with test audiences. Yeah. Because that ending does suck. The, Both endings the, suck, dude. They do, <laughs> but at least in the theatrical cut, you got green glowing syringes and and strobe light fight scenes and blood and like it's not good. Inside of a fucking spaceship, apparently. What is this room that they're in? It's not. And why does Michael bleed green ooze? Who fucking cares? I do, <laughs> dude. <laughs> It's like, not good, fun. but it is definitely a more fun Ooh. version to watch, right? You can't say it's not. It's more entertaining. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. It's more entertaining. I don't. And I'll I honestly, give. I, I will give the Weinstein's that. I honestly like. I don't know which version I was entertained by more. There was a like. They both sucked. Um, <laughs> but I but there but there were entertaining elements from both. And I think that I just like I can't decide which one entertained me more. I liked the cult ending. I liked the I liked the cult ending for the reason of it actually explaining why all of this is happening. Sure. And I liked the the theatrical version for the reasons of you know just gratuitous uh, lead pipe fights. You know, it's like. <laughs> Like yeah, I'm, okay, cool. I'll I'll watch Michael Myers get beat to death with a lead pipe. But like, you know the ending both is, both versions suck. The ending <laughs> of the theatrical version actually really reminds me of Texas Chainsaw, where it's like, get him, cause like, oh god, it's that kind of ending. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, um, I like this one more than that one, but like, it it really is very very similar. Yeah, in terms of it making sense and how just bad it generally speaking is yeah um but yeah, the but the ultimate and like the very end the the producer's cut i liked better because it it, it left room for a con- continuation sure. you know like after the completely anticlimactic scene with you know paul rudd throwing the runes on the ground and saying sam hain and all that shit and then um uh, <laughs> And then uh, um, Loomis getting the the mark transferred to him, which was corny as hell. Mm-hmm. But seeing Michael dressed in the man in black outfit, walking off into the to the darkness, like to kill again, you know, yeah, presumably. Uh, I kind of like that. I like that better than the whole fuck. Like the thing that they did at the end of the theatrical cut, where he's his face is oozing fucking ecto cooler and then for some reason all the kids leave and loomis won't go with them even though why like what when at the end of the theatrical version when he says i still have business to attend to here what business i thought michael's dead you guys think i thought that he was going to my my intention or my thought process behind that when he said that before he went back to find him in the hallway i thought that loomis was going to kill himself I thought Loomis was going to torch the sanitarium and he was going to burn the whole place down with him in it and it was going to everything end. Yeah. And I feel like that actually may have been a better send off for Loomis. Absolutely. It was, yeah. It's better than him just finding a mask on the ground in the theatrical cut. And it's better than him getting the fucking rune on his, on his hand and screaming, no, well, at the end t- of the producer's they cut. They took that same sound clip from him getting the rune on his I'll hand. I'll take one more. They took that same sound clip of him. Nah, 
out, no. Yeah. And instead of him, instead of him screaming about getting the rune on his hand, they made that into him screaming because he was getting murdered by Michael. Murdered by Michael. Yeah, because they walk because they killed. They thought they killed Michael with a lead pipe. Yeah, and then Loomis walks back in because he has unfinished business. Yeah, and he. Sorry, excuse me. Um, he he walks back in, and you never see Loomis again. And it just cuts to a shot of Michael's mask on the ground with a syringe next to it, and you hear Loomis screaming. So, oh, so yeah. I'm assuming what is implied there. Is that Michael found Loomis and he's killing him. I don't think that there's anything that's supposed to be implied other than Loomis is just screaming. (laughs) I mean, like... I just... I don't know. Or, like, you think he found the mask and he just screamed because he knew Michael was still alive? That's exactly what I think Okay, well, that's... Like, he was just freaking out because he's like, it's not over yet. Okay, well, then that makes sense then. I am Loomis. You know, like, that's that's all I think it was. Um, Okay. The, that's Halloween six. <laughs> yeah, the curse. Of, it, there's there's actually plenty that we missed. It's oh God, like it's so just much. there's there's a lot to unpack in both of these movies. I'm going to hawk this book again only because you want to hear somebody go super in depth about the ins and outs of why these movies are so fucking weird and crazy and yeah. the good and the bad and everything. Buy this book. And I've what's it called again? It's called Taking Shape. There's also audiobooks of it, so cool. you can get it on Audible, and you can use our Audible link to get it for free. Hey. Audibletrial.com slash the Buzzkill Podcast. Do it. You can get it literally for free. It's a great read and it's narrated by an Englishman. Come on. Is it Donald Pleasance? It's not. Actually, I think, Damn it. I think it's the author of the book, uh, Dustin McNeil. I think he's the one that does it. That doesn't sound English at all. Dustin McNeil. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, no, it's 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 great though, and it's it's very in-depth and it's very it's it's in depth only in the way that writing a book and spending six months de- de- decoding these movies can possibly do. Yeah, sure. It's, and there's two of them. Yeah, the second book is all about the unmade sequels. Oh, nice. So all the movies that never actually came to film. It's cool. It, I haven't read that one yet, but I've heard it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, all right, James, we <clears throat> were going to rank masks. Yeah, we were. Weren't did we? you do this? Um, yes, I think. Okay. I think I did. All right. Um. Yeah. So let's uh let's kick it off. Let's Can you kick go it from off top here. or from top or from bottom. Let's go from bottom. So worst to best. Yes. Okay. Okay. I can do that. So I'm always I'm always into going from bottom. You know. You're you're uh, you're you're bottom heavy. Yeah. Get, po- power bottom. Power bottom. Power as the, bottom. Kid, as right. the kids say. All right. Uh, you go first. What is your worst? Resurrection. Resur. Oh my God! I forgot about resurrection. Hold on a sec. My <laughs> list is not complete. <laughs> Edit mark. Okay, we're back. <laughs> All right, let's start over, James. What's All your right. What's your worst? Uh, my worst, Resurrection. All right, my worst is H2O. H2O. And the reason that I say that is because H2O is the movie that had four different masks. One of them was CGI. Fucking abysmal. <laughs> like, abysmal. Um. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's yeah. That is egregious, but... Yep. Yep. As far as so with H two O, I did like there there are certain masks that have like the bigger eye holes. Yep, and I don't always like that. Sure. The one thing I will say about H two O though is they they said that they did the bigger eye holes because they wanted it more. 
when he made eye contact with Jamie Lee Curtis, it, they wanted that connection to be more apparent. I don't think Michael Myers should even have eyes. I think it should be a black hole, personally. I 100% agree solve, with you. Solve. But when they're trying to re, when they're trying to remake that connection between him and and Laurie, mm-hmm. I kind of get the whole idea of him being more human. Well, you can so just, and that's why I didn't put H two O on the bottom. They could have just gone the Halloween six route though, and just have him be really into her. Uh, hey, hey man. <laughs> now I put Resurrection at the bottom because yep. not only large eye holes. But those fucking eyebrows, dude. Yeah, they were bad. They were eyebrows, bad, dude. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, that's so why. Bad. That is why Resurrection is my number nine. 11? No, no. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. ten. Yeah, nine. Ten yes. Total. Yeah, thank you. Nine. Uh, we're we're putting. By the way, for this list, we're putting Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. They're as all the same one because they're all the same they're mask. All the same they mask. get a little burnt up, but they're ba- they're the same mask. Sure. Sure. So you have so I you have, have H two O as nine. You have H two O as ten. I have resurrection as ten. You have H two O or no, wait, have, you have, I have resurrection as nine, and I have H two O. Okay, as so Fair. basically for the same so the, reasons so that we just said. So they're both dog shit, and we can agree on that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. What is your number eight? My number eight is number five. Ooh. Okay. okay. Long long neck Michael wasn't a big fan. <laughs> it was it was long. It, the neck looked way too big. It well, looked like because it wasn't tucked in. It looked like Corey Taylor. It wasn't <laughs> tucked in to his jumpsuit. It looked like Corey. That's why Ta- it looks weird? It looked like Corey Taylor or what's the dude's name? Uh, the singer from Cannibal Corpse with the huge neck. Him, and, yes. Him I, and Corey I, Taylor <laughs> both have the biggest necks in metal. Um, Cut off his head, and that's what you get. What's that? Or, organ grinder. That's yeah, his name. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. And it and it also had a much um much thinner nose it just didn't do it for me i don't know it was weird it It was weird so what do you have for your number uh, my number eight is number four i fucking hate the four mask do you i hate it i hate it so much all right okay (laughs) it's every time i watch that movie it is just distracting to me so i don't know that's 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 fair enough fair enough all All right right. number seven number seven is the rob zombie two okay okay um, I like, I like the idea of, you know, like half of the mask being torn away and it looks gnarly and everything, but I don't know. There's just something about it that always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, I, I get what you're going for, but like yeah. being able to see half of his face grounds it too much in reality for me. Sure. And it, I don't know, it makes Michael Myers too human when sure. I want him to be almost inhuman. You I know? get that. I get that. What, what about for your number seven? My number seven is number five. Um, okay. I like five. I do. But it, in the in the pantheon of Michael Myers masks, I do recognize that it's not as good as a lot of the other ones that came after it, or before it, rather. Um, well, I guess before and after it. Uh, but yeah, I, I like five, but it definitely, it wasn't a perfect mask. I liked it better than four. I think on the heels of watching five right after four, I was like, oh my God, this mask is amazing. <laughs> Retrospect, when you look at all the rest of them, though, I, I definitely can recognize that it's in the lower half mm-hmm. of uh, of my favorite masks. Okay. So that's all. Right on. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, six. Number six for me is four. Okay. Now, I actually liked four a little bit because they went back to the just stark white, plain... Um, 
I don't know. It felt it felt not like the original, but it felt close enough to like it was the eyes were completely blacked out. You never saw Michael's eyes in that movie, um, except for when the mask was taken off at the end. Sure. But it was just it, like I said, when we talked about four and five, it was that stark whiteness and the way they would do that little trick with the lighting where you'd see his face in the background. And it just looked so striking to me. It was pretty creepy looking. Sure. Uh, it wasn't a perfect mask, but I thought it was pretty cool. Sure. So what's your number? My five, number f- four, six. Six. Sorry. My number six is <laughs> H2. We're, I'm, I'm noticing a theme here. We're all, thus far, we've been pretty much one away from each other on all of these. Except for H2O was my nine. If my H2O was, was 10. Oh, you said H2O. Oh, H2. H2. As yeah, in, H2. Okay. Halloween 2. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Rob yeah, Zombie's okay. Halloween yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's my number six. Uh, I like that mask a lot, and I actually like the fact that it's more human. I like the fact that most of his face is actually showing, mm-hmm. and then it's a ripped apart. I know that I need to rewatch Halloween or Halloween 2. I know that... It got I, fucky. It got fucky, <laughs> but I feel like, again, why... I. I like the fucky versions of these movies, though. Like, yeah. I feel like I need to. I need to give that a rewatch. It's been a lot of years since I've seen it. I like the Rob Zombie but movies. I, I do, but I remember. I remember the mask, though. Just it fit the fact that the character was fucky. Like yeah. Michael Myers was fucky in that movie, right? The mask fit the character. And there's even Aaron was telling me the other day because she just watched the entire franchise over yeah. the past couple weeks, saving lives of the hospital. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she said that there's fan theories about whether or not Michael's even real in that movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah, it's a pretty compelling fan sure. theory. Sure. Because the whole idea uh, at the end of one was that maybe, um, uh, who was Scout, Kay- Scout Taylor Compton playing? Was she Lori? Yeah. Yeah, she was Lori. Yeah. Uh, the whole idea that maybe she had kind of taken over at the end of one like she had lost her mind and actually sure. she was the killer in the second one uh-huh. some pretty interesting so like interesting okay. yeah so it's uh I, I gotta go back and rewatch it <laughs> you all right sorry there's a babe caught in my throat <laughs> <laughs> um all, all right, right what's five. next number five for me is the first zombie movie ah okay um I like this mask. I love Tyler Maine as Michael Myers. He was the most physically imposing Michael Myers. Agreed. Um, it, it was it was a it was like just a nice callback to the to the classic Michael Myers. The only thing I didn't like about it so much was it was cool. It was very chiseled and everything, but and I I get it. The mask has been sitting underground under in the crawl space for um, years, so it would look. A little haggard, but it had physical scars on the face, which I thought was kind of cornbally. Did it? Um, yeah, it was. I mean, like, it was. It was more than likely like dry rot that had turned into sure, like big sure. deep fissures in it. But it looked like scars, which I thought was kind of sort of. I corny. think it's probably more of the former, but yeah. Yeah, but I liked. I liked the. You know, I liked that it was torn up. I liked the longer hair on it. I thought it was interesting. Sure. sure, sure. Loved. Ta- loved Tyler Maine as. Uh, as I Michael think t- Myers. Tyler Maine is is in my top three best. Michael Myers. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, that's my number five. What about you? My number five is number six. Number five is number I like, six. I. It's funny that you haven't said six yet, which tells me that you liked Six's mask a whole bunch more. Not more, but like you liked it a whole bunch. 
I didn't uh, I didn't get that impression when you were talking about the movies earlier. So I'm well, the movie has nothing to do with the mask. Well, that's so. fair. That's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, six was a little. Six was a little bit wonky at times, like you said, with the hair and all that kind of stuff, which is what detracted. Yeah, which is what kind of detracted it for me a little bit, like. His silhouette was weird. The the mat the face was always good. Yeah. It was kind of the rest of it that sometimes looked a little wonky. Sometimes looked great. The first time that you see him in six, he looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Looks great. Yeah. As the movie goes on, and this could be part of the whole turmoil of making the movie too. Mm-hmm different actors wearing the mask you know same mask but different actors wearing it they fill it out differently right it looks different so six is my go-to or six is my number five because it, it just loved the mask but it wasn't perfect right throughout the entire movie yep. so getting to number four number four number six Number six. That's where six lands. We for are me. literally within one of each yeah. other on all these. Yeah. Things. Yeah. So number six, that's where it lands for me. The mask itself, I thought looked great. Um, the hair just once he once it once the hair got tousled and and windswept, he looked a little bit like Fat Mike. Sure. Which was weird, <laughs> but I guess it lines up with the '90s vibe. Well, was it Michael Myers who was fat? Because that's Fat Mike. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, but the mask itself, I mean, was. Perfect. It was. Yeah. Uh, it, it was. It, it looked was the, a lot like the original. It so. was the closest to the original that we've ever gotten. Yeah. Outside of the original. Right. So. All right. Uh, number four. Number four. That was number four. What was your number? Four? Oh, my number four is the 2018 kills ends mask. Okay. That's uh, that's my number four. It's uh, it it was cl- it was also very classic. They modeled it after the original. Uh, it was very very um faithful to the original. It did. It went through a little bit of variation, but they're all so close. It's it's hard to separate the three. I mean, of them it was out. the same mask. It's just like in in you know in Halloween, it was the mask. In Halloween Kills and Ends, it was the mask with some burn marks on the left and the, side. The so. difference between like the Rob Zombie Halloween one and two is vast. Yeah, that's why we can separate those. Uh, but for me, 2018 mask like that was that was as good as you're gonna get for a remake this stage in the game. Right. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Uh, so number three, three. Number three for me is Halloween two. Oh, um, okay. I like this one because it's the original. It's the original mask. It's it is Michael Myers as we know him. <laughs> it looked weird, and I always thought it looked weird until I learned that it was because the actor had a much bigger head. As a guy with a big head, I I I feel for you, but like. The mask itself, there was something really unsettling about how it looked on the dude with the bigger head. Sure. And seeing, and it had like, I'm actually, I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and there's like a really famous screen cap of him with the collar all the way up to the mask. Like Mm -hmm. the mask, you you can't see the neck of the mask really. The collar comes all the way up to the mask, and you see him like looking, he's got his head down, and he's looking out the top of the eye holes. And it's really unsettling looking. And the fact that the mask fits really tightly on him, I think it makes it even more unsettling to me. And I actually really like the way it looks. So for me, uh, Halloween 2 is my number three. My number three is H1. So Rob Zombie's Halloween 1. Zombie. 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 Um, For the same reason that the 2018 was very faithful to the original, Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like Rob Zombie's was also very faithful, but... It also did it in its own style. Yeah. Like it was it was the perfect combination for me. 
of original mixed with Rob Zombie trash. Like that was it, it was a perfect combination and it worked. Which and, I guess is where the scarring and stuff comes in. Yeah, definitely. And Tyler Maine was just fucking awesome. Outside of Nick Castle in the original Halloween, Tyler Maine to me is the the next best Michael Myers to ever don the mask. Yeah. Um, and that oh, goes a long way. By the way, I need to make a correction here that I forgot to make a correction. I mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago Tony Moran playing uh, Michael Myers yeah. in the first movie. I neglected to mention that it was Tony Moran and Nick Castle. Nick Castle played The Shape. Tony Moran played 23-year-old Michael whenever he had the mask off. Correct. So I'm a dumbass. So next time <laughs> well, you need fairness, to catch that and call fairness, me out. In fairness, in the first movie, a lot of people played Michael Myers. John Carpenter played Michael Myers in it. Deborah Hill played Michael Myers. Right. A lot of people did. But the main two. But the you know the kicker is though in the first movie, the original Halloween, you never noticed that it was different people. Right. In other movies, when different people play them, you yeah. notice it. Right. Right. So yeah. Take that for what it is. So sorry, I didn't mean to get away from no, your. Uh, but H one is my number three. Nice. Uh, number two for me is the Halloween Halloween twenty eighteen kills and ends. Okay. Uh, okay. It's just a good looking mask. It's very, very similar to the original. I thought it was cool once it got burnt up and it was kind of scarred looking. I thought, uh, you know, um, what's his name? James Jude Courtney was awesome as Michael Myers. I agree. I agree. Um, it was just a good looking mask. Mm-hmm. Just looked looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Very, very faithful to the original, and I, I loved it. Yep. My number two is number two. Number two. You know why? It's a sequel to the original, and you don't get much better than the original. Hey, man. So that, that's nothing else needs to be said about it. So drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what was your first? Uh, pretty sure it was number five. Yeah. 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 I'm going to no, go with one. I'm going to go with one. I'm going to go with five. Long neck Michael. <laughs> That bastard. Yeah, obviously. Oh, no. My favorite Michael Myers mask was probably Fat Bastard. (laughs) What? Which one is that? What are you talking it's about? The, it's, it's oh, the Michael Myers. That, that Mike Myers oh, played. Oh, my in. God. It's, <laughs> it's too late. It's too late, and I've had too many salt and vinegar, better-made chips. Gosh. Yeah, it's the first one, clearly. Yeah, obviously. Clearly. If anybody says that any other one of these masks are better than the original, go fuck yourself. I don't want to hear from you. But before you go fuck yourself, tell me your name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I want to know who I don't want to be friends with. Yeah. You want to be like uh, Jane, Helen, Bob at the end of... Um, strike back where how many people want to kick some ass and, and you go to their house and you beat the shit out of them and yeah. exactly yeah let us know where you live because we will come beat your ass yeah uh, obvious, we'll obviously obviously Halloween 1978 the original Shatner mask Shatner, Shatner. I barely know her <laughs> Shatner <laughs> Jesus James uh yeah it's it's perfection yeah it is perfection yeah to me probably. Probably the scariest. Uh, oh, God, yes. Probably the scariest and most unsettling slasher, again, though, slasher mask not just, of all time. It's not just the mask; it's the entire performance. It's the mask. It's the performance. Mask is the best, but yeah. the performance though also helps. For for, so. for somebody for somebody like Nick Castle, who's not a small dude, but for somebody oh. like Nick Castle to be able to uh, to be able to be as physically impo- imposing as somebody on screen as somebody like Tyler Maine, sure. who is six foot nine, yeah, still be as scary 
as physically imposing, as intimidating, and as creepy. It, I mean, it's it, it's no, it's, I agree. It's perfection. It's all. It's the performance. It's the mask. It's everything, dude. It's fucking. Awesome. Agreed a thousand percent. Uh so yeah, that's it. Those, that's Halloween. Let us know how your uh how your how your masks rank. Let us know. Let us know in the Instagram comments. Yeah. And if you want to find us on Instagram or Facebook or SoundCloud, you can find us at the Buzz to Kill Podcast. You can also find us on X. Shink. It's like a Wolverine thing. Oh, that's, shink, I totally shink. got what you were doing. I did. <laughs> Uh, fuck you <laughs> uh, no i did i i'm being serious when you went like this x i was like oh it's wolverine uh or twitter you know um you can find us on the bill skill pc uh this week tell your local mental asylum patient <laughs> go to go to your local asylum find the find some some fuck and tell them about our podcast <laughs> Go to a mental patient. <laughs> Mike's, just so we're clear, Mike's telling you to go find a mental patient and tell him about an episode where we talk about a mental patient we who could, we could flips out and murders people. We could, we could cure him. What if, what if we are What if we are that missing link in therapy? I think he might be onto something. Yeah. All right. Hey, that's it for the Halloween hangover. It's a long one, but you know what? It is. That's our little treat to you. Um, no so tricks, just treats, baby. Now that the Halloween season is over, yeah, uh, we figure for uh, we've done this in the past, obviously, and we're we're we've been tossing around the idea of bringing this back, and we're going to. I think it's a good time to bring back the um, the pick aheads. You know, we're, we're going to pick an episode for the next week. Not cause it's not going to be random. We're going to pick ahead. We're going to talk about it. Um, maybe have a new game, not the pizza wheel of death, but we'll have a game where we can pick it. I miss the pizza wheel of death. We talked about doing that, but we didn't actually do it because it's us and you shouldn't expect anything more than that from now. But I got a banger for next week. All right. If you just want to go with it. Hit me with it. Come on. I know we just did two weeks in a row of something. Yeah. And we can split this between every other week if you want to. Okay. But let's fucking do Terrifier, man. All right. We haven't like I feel like like, like we have been so behind on these movies. Yeah. And with the new ones coming out next year, we've been talking about it. They're a bloody good time. I say we do it. Yeah. So Yes. So, yes. So Michael. next week we're starting the Terrifier series, which is going to be the short in All Hallows Eve. Oh. We're oh, starting... oh, oh yes. And then the okay. next week is gonna be the two main movies. Okay. That's what I'm saying. We'll split it. I think we'll split it up. We'll split it up. Like like this week, like next week, we'll do the short All Hallows Eve. And then something else. And then yes. we'll follow yep. it up yep. with the... Yeah. So, yeah. So, next week. So, this is what we're doing next week. We're telling you right now. Next week, we'll hopefully have uh, different picks in a, in a little basket that we can choose from. We'll figure out how we're going to do it. Not the pizza wheel of death. That's, that's played out. If you even, if anybody even knows what the fuck I'm talking about, something something can't be played out when only ten people know about it. <laughs> that shit's played out, dude. Yeah, well, maybe we'll do the bingo balls of hell. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the bingo balls of hell. You gonna buy the bingo basket? Buying a bingo basket. <laughs> All right. You might be able to find her in a state sale. All yeah. right. Well, that's what we got coming up next week, Michael. James. It's been a pleasure, bud. Uh, has it? Yeah, well, it's been all right. Cheers, bud. Sure. We'll see you next week. Fuck. <laughs>